Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 265 Mean Football Show. This is episode 64, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Tuesday. I hope everybody's having a good Tuesday. Uh, good evening, uh, you know, good evening to the East Coast. Good, uh, you know, good afternoon to the West Coast. And shout out to the audience, whoever's listening. So, um, so yeah, so today we're going to talk about college football recap over this weekend. And obviously, we're going to talk about recap of week, week six, obviously. So, Ben Fair, how are you? Uh, before you go, Ben Fair, I got, I, got, I got an announcement to make real quick. Uh, because my sister's wedding is next week, so shout out to my sister. I love you, sister. She picked me as to be a speaker for next week's wedding, so I'm looking forward to that. Oh, God. It's don't gonna... don't mess that up. Oh, I know. I, I, well, I'm <laughs> listen, listen. It's, it's not going to be like a big speech. It's going to be like a small speech. Make sure. I, I'll, just, I'll just say it on here real quick. First of all, Steve, shout out to Stephen, my future brother-in-law. I can't wait, wait for you to be my brother-in-law. So shout out to you, Stephen. Take, take, my, uh, take care of my sister. And sister, I love you. I love you, and thank you for picking me for uh, for your uh, for one of your speakers. I appreciate you. I appreciate my sister. Shout out to my sister. I love you, sister. Now, anyways, um, make sure you have make sure you don't have too many alcoholic beverages before okay. your speech. Well, I'll just say this, Ben. I mean, when we go home, we got a we got a um, you know a limo, so we're good. We're good shape. But anyways, um, you know, I'm looking forward to the show, Ben, because before this show, I heard some nonsense on Twitter. And I, and I hate Twitter, man, because there's a lot of casuals out there. And I'm not going to speak about this person because he's, he, he's stupid. And there's, there's nothing that I should not even mention him. Um, because, <laughs> because it's crazy because a lot of people hated Jared Goff last year. Last year uh, these fans, and now all of a sudden he's a top 10 quarterback. It, it, it is what it is, man. But, man, I'm looking forward to the show. I can't wait to educate the people out there because we love the people out there. And thank God I'm podcasting right you podcasting with you right now because i just hate the people i just hate the people on twitter and the casuals but what's good ben what's good vince uh love doing this with you every tuesday i know i say it every week but i really do enjoy talking sports with you uh especially football um been a pretty good week man can't really complain there's nothing i can really nitpick about um just excited about this show. It was a very good week uh, in football, both at the college and NFL level, and I'm ready to start this thing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Ben will mention the prospects. Um, I'm going to mention these games, and he will talk about these prospects. Uh, A&M in Tennessee, Missouri and Kentucky, Arizona, Washington State, Pitt and Louisville, Iowa and Wisconsin, South Carolina versus Florida, and obviously Notre Dame and USC, Oregon, Washington, and obviously Colorado and Stanford. Just real quick. Um, prayers for, um, you know, Brock Bowers, by the way, he had type rope surgery. Um, you know, he's going to be out for four to six weeks. So that's going to be, that's going to be big for Georgia. We're going to, Ben, we're going to find out how good Carson is. And obviously we've got other news as well for the NFL. Obviously I'll talk about that. We'll talk about the NFL, but, but Ben, um, real quick, before we talk about the games, is that a huge loss for Georgia? Because he's going to be out for four to six weeks, Brock Bowers. Yeah, it's a massive loss for Georgia. Uh, obviously, Brock Bowers is one of the best players in the entire sport uh, at the college level. Obviously, he's clear as day the best tight end uh, in college football. And he, he has the chance. Uh, obviously, I mean, he won't be able to complete the numbers now because of his injuries. Yes. Uh, but like when you look at his tape, he's arguably one of the greatest tight ends to ever play in college football. Um, yes. I hope it translates to the NFL level. I think he is a tremendous talent. Yes. Um, I think he has the ability to be one of the best tight ends the NFL has ever seen. Not saying he'll be the greatest tight end the NFL has ever seen, but he has the true potential to be an extremely dominant threat at the next level. Um, 
And not only is he one of the best tight ends in football, or not only is he the best tight end in football and one of the best offensive players, period, he's yeah. one of the best players regardless of position. Um, you know, he should be a top five pick this year. Uh, yeah. It will be it will be what the highest the tight end's ever been taken since Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Hey, by the way, Ben, um, if you're if you're a scout, by the way, are you worried about the injury? A type he's having type roll surgery. I never heard of that surgery, but go ahead. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I don't know really know what the injury is. I uh, probably should have researched it a little bit before coming on here, so I could have right. given some of the fans a clear a clearer insight of what the injury actually is. Uh, so it's, I do apologize for that. Injured, but injured ankle, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, uh, if he's, I mean, he's if he's gonna miss four to six weeks. Um, you know, he should be healthy by by the time bowl games come around. Yes. Yes. I'm yeah. sure UG I'm sure UGA will still be in the college football playoff based off yeah. what their remaining schedule is. Huh? Um but no I mean when he comes back if they see maybe some hindering like it's hindering his ability to get open, you know, maybe yeah. it's slowing him down or something like that. Right. Or right. his ability to get in and out of cuts, then maybe, but no, nah, if I'm an NFL scout, I've seen enough from Brock Bowers and his three years of college football. Um, I feel extremely comfortable with his ability to play at a high level. Um, and I'm sure the injury will will be extremely, extremely, like 100% healed by the time like NFL combine and all that yeah. comes around. Yeah. So, no, nah, if I was an NFL scout, I would not worry about Brock Bowers' injury too much. Yes. Now, let's we'll talk about the th- Thursday game, Friday game, Colorado. And um, Stafford and Ben, you know, it was crazy. I went to bed because I, I, I thought that game was over and I woke up the next morning. I don't know what the hell happened. So, listen, I know on this show we got to get on Deion Sanders. Listen, this is his first year with Colorado. I mean, I know we got to get on him before blowing the lead. Um, you know, it, it is what it is, man. I mean, I'll just say I'll, I'll just make Colorado fans happy with this. This is year one with Deion Sanders. There's going to be some growing pains. And, uh, and you know, year two, I expect better because we all know Deion Sanders is pretty smart. He's going to get some a lot of transfer portals players to Colorado, and we saw this year. So he knows what their weakness will be, and he will fix that. So, Ben, what was your thoughts with this game? I know Colorado fans are probably pissed, but it is what it is. I mean, you never – listen, listen, never doubt a team, Ben, because you're going to get punched in the mouth. Then I think Colorado – let me ask you this, Ben. Do you think Colorado underestimated Stanford in the second half? Oh, it, easily, easily. Um, one of the biggest issues with this Colorado team is complacency. Yes, yes. Um, you know when they're when they're either losing outside of that USC game, if they're losing, they they have a hard time bouncing back. Uh, yes, they're a lot of their guys, you know, just check out of the game. You know, if they're yeah. not playing well, they check out. Uh, and that's why, especially on the defensive side of the ball, that's why they give up so many big plays. And that's mm-hmm. why they're one of the worst defenses in all of college football. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, this game, I mean, we saw last week they barely skated by with a win. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought going into this game, you know, I think everyone in the country going into this game expected them to blow Stanford out. Stanford has not been good this year at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they haven't been able to run the ball, which was supposed to be their specialty coming into this year. You know, they uh-huh. had two or they had two or three headed uh, running back room, um, which was supposed to be led by E.J. Smith, Emmett Smith's oh, yeah. son. Oh, uh, Smith's son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, E.J. Smith. Yeah, he, he had he showed a lot of promise and moments last year, yep. and I thought he would be the primary back this year, and it, it hasn't been the case. They're 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 spreading the wealth between the quarterback and two other running backs. Yep. Um, 
And, you know, it wasn't a team that, you know, you really had to worry about passing. Ashton Daniels is a major work in progress just at the college level. We're not even going to talk about NFL because he's probably not going to get there. But, nope. um, you know, he he and he and Stanford's, you know, head coach and offense coordinator, especially in that second half, you know, I think they they realized they could take advantage of the secondary for Colorado. Yep. Um, you know, outside of Shiloh Sanders and Travis Hunter, Colorado really doesn't have anybody um, nope. on the defensive side of the ball that can play at a high, consistent level. And yep. even Travis Hunter, Travis Hunter played his worst defensive game probably in his entire career. He, um, he probably hasn't given up that many touchdowns and that many yards probably since high school, uh-huh. you know, probably since his freshman year of high school or something. Um, Elik Alamaner. Um, tremendous game. I mean, really just put the team on his back and was making big play after big play after big play, uh-huh. uh, especially especially that last catch of the game over Travis Hunter. For him to catch that ball on the backside of Travis Hunter's helmet and uh-huh. then have Travis Hunter essentially walk him into the end zone. I mean, mm-hmm. what a what a way what a way to win the game. Yep. Um, you know, Colorado had a chance to to win this in, in overtime. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, Shiloh Sanders did what Shiloh Sanders has done a lot this year, and yep. that's held on to the ball a little bit too long. And and one thing I don't like about Shiloh is sometimes in his drop back, he drops back way too far. Yep. Um, you know, he'll, he'll be on like the 10-yard line, like the, the instance when he threw the pick. You know, I think they were on the, you know, close to about right around the 10-yard line on their side of the end zone. Uh, in the red zone and on the drop back, he dropped all the way back to like the 25 yard line. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then he, he threw the under throwing ball to Travis Hunter. Uh, you, you can't do that Shiloh. Um, you either need to s- spread out or not spread out, but like motion out all the way to your left mm-hmm. while, while staying within like a five to, to seven, maybe even like a five to eight yard, uh, distance between you and the line of scrimmage. The further yep. and further you get back b- behind the line of scrimmage, you're just making throws even harder for yourself because you're adding more yardage to a throw that doesn't necessarily have to, to uh, that you necessarily don't have to do it for. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they just collapsed. Um, you know, they were up 29, nothing at halftime, possibly could have uh-huh. been up 30, 32, nothing at halftime. Yep. Yeah, it could have been 32 nothing at halftime. Uh, obviously, they missed that field goal right there at the end. But, yeah, it was it was a massive disappointment. Uh, shout out Stanford. I love I love their little celebration after the game when they were kind of mocking uh, uh, Shador Sanders with, with the, the watch thing. But I'm sure Dion's going to have his guys ready for, for next game. Um, but if you're a Colorado fan at the end of the day, You've done much, much, much better than last season. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, Dion took over a team that won one game last year, and he had yep. to bring in eighty new players. I don't think exactly. people under—I don't think people understand how hard it is in college football when you have to bring in eighty new players to your team just in order to be able to put a team together. Um, I think the longer Dion stays at Colorado, the more. Electric will see them play, oh, yes. especially on the defensive side of the ball. I'm oh, sure yeah. this offseason, any transfer that he has coming in, he's going to make sure they know how to play defense. Uh, because what they did this year, I knew it was going to be tough for them, but I didn't think they'd be this freaking bad on defense. 
Yeah, can, can I make an example? Because you know how Deion Sanders is a defensive guy. I'm making a perfect example. Remember Ben Benable, who was terrible last year with Oklahoma? And guess what? The second year, what happened, Ben? They are a top-10 team right now. Look at that. But anyway, that's- Yeah, yeah, that's a great example because Oklahoma, they were awful last year. They were awful. Obviously, yeah. they had their, they had their QB issue because Dalen Dale Gabriel transferred in, and then he played a couple weeks, and then he got hurt for the year. Yeah. Uh, you know, they had QB issues. Uh, but, yeah, most definitely Brett Venables – took a team that was usually outside of probably the top 50 in defense, top 60 in defense, mm-hmm. and turned them into a top 25 defense just in two seasons. So Remember that. congrats last to Brett Venables. Last year they got, got their ass kicked by Texas, and they, they, and they beat Texas this year. Look at that. Lord and behold. And, now, and, and, and Texas. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, now look at this game now. Um, obviously, by the way, I podcast with Maddie. You know, Maddie had to say a lot of things to say Michael, with Michael Penix. And look, by the way, he gave him a lot of credit. You know, he did. Um, listen, shout out to Michael Penix, man. You know, I mean, I picked Washington. No, you, I mean, you know, and I, I'll say this, man. I wish this was a night game because this was a really good game, man. It really was. I wish. See, see, I went with Washington because they were at home and they deserve it, man. I mean, and by the way, Ben, I love Huskies. I love the dogs Huxies over, over <laughs> but, it, but but anyways, listen, man. Shout out to Michael Penix. Um, but I'm with you, man. I think if if, if this was at Oregon, I think Oregon put a Bobby with a one. But listen, it is what it is. But listen, get credit to Michael Penix Jr. I know a lot of a lot of, I know a lot of you know people are not high on Michael Penix because he's in the Pac-12 and Pac-12. They say Pac-12 don't play defense, which by the way they don't. Because I'm gonna tell you a stat. Uh, we'll we'll quit Ben to the audience. A Pac-12 team hasn't won a championship since USC. So I mean, I mean, y'all, y'all's best, y'all's best defensive team. I mean, is Oregon uh, in the in the Pac-12? Obviously, you have UCLA, who's a top yeah. thirty defense in the country as well. But yeah, outside of those two, there's a big drop off after those. Exactly. I mean, a, a Pac-12. I mean, that's serious. The last time a Pac-12 team won a championship, it was USC, and that was Pete Carroll. And what was he known for, Ben? Defense. But it is what it is. It is what it is. I miss Pete Carroll a lot. Anyways, uh, Ben, your thoughts <laughs> and. Uh, a lot of credit to Washington. I love Michael Penix, man. And what do you got, Ben? What do you have to say to those Michael Penix haters? Um, keep watching football, I guess. Uh, maybe take maybe take a couple classes on how to watch a quarterback and and how to see what their development traits are, and mm-hmm. see you know and see what real progression looks like. I mean, if you go and watch Michael Penix when he was at Indiana. He looks nothing like he does now. I mean, mm. he he has turned in his what year and a half now at Washington. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not only has he been able to stay healthy, uh, which was the major thing, was all it's always health, right? Um, right. You're only you're only as good as how how you're able to perform on the field, and you can only yep. perform on the field as, as if you're able to because of health. Yeah. Um, so I'm ha- I'm so happy he's been able to stay healthy. Obviously, he has some mechanical issues. You know, a lot of people don't don't like left-handed throwing quarterbacks. It does come off his fingers a little weird at times. Right. Uh, but he, he has the arm strength. He has the accuracy. Obviously, he dealt with some inaccuracy issues against Oregon. But give Oregon a little bit of credit. They have a great defense. Obviously, yes. they didn't show it completely this game. You know, this is Oregon's a top ten defense in the country. Yeah, and you would you would have expected them to play a lot better than what they did, right? But 
they they had Michael Penitz look rattled at times. You know, yes, he, he had his he had his worst completion his worst attempt to completion percentage of the game. Uh-huh. Um, you know, he didn't. You know, Michael Penitz has been averaging like 350, 360 yards a game. Uh, you know, they held him to just three hundred. Um, they they got him to turn the ball over as well. Um, you know, but I got to give the credit to Washington because. Uh-huh. We've been saying it all year that, you know, they're they're kind of like the Buffalo Bills. They're a little one-dimensional, right? They're a right. pass. They are. They're a pass-heavy offense, right? And against Oregon, they ran the ball and they ran the ball effectively. Yes, they um, did. Dylan Johnson, his first 100-yard game of the season, probably will be his only 100-yard game of the season because Washington doesn't really run the ball. Uh-huh. Uh, but they were able they were able to exploit exploit that against Oregon. Uh, it was extremely impressive for, for them to do that. And, and Vince, we talked about this on Twitter. Um, they did all of this. They hung up 30 cents against Oregon without their second-best receiver in Jace McQuillan. Yes, we did. Uh, Jace yep. McMillan. Yep. Uh, you know, obviously Jalen Polk is a phenomenal wide receiver, but he's supposed to be their number three guy. Yeah. And – you know, for him to have the games that he's been having these like last two to three weeks in, in the absence of McMillan, yep. I mean, it just shows you how diverse and how well-rounded and how deep this Washington team can really be when fully yes. healthy. Yes. Um, and, and for Oregon, it, the only downside I have to say about Oregon is just about their defense. Like, they, yep. they, you can't give up 36 points if you're a top 10 team uh, nope. in the country on that side of the ball. Um, but offensively, you know, they did everything they could, uh, you know, Bucky Irvin and Jordan James, you know, did what they do best. They run the ball extremely well. They run it at a very high level. Uh, Bo Nix had a very good game. You know, he played a turnover free game. Yep. Their best, their best offensive weapon in Troy Franklin had a tremendous game, uh, yep. you know, showed why he's one of the better wide receivers in the country, but it all, it all just comes down to poor defensive play this game. Uh, I'm sure Oregon bounces back uh, and, and finishes off the regular season, uh, you know, pretty easily. Yeah. Um, I think they just got to play you guys, right? Yeah. Um, and and I think that's really their only their only tough matchup uh, left. But uh, Oregon's head coach is what Dan Lanning, right? Yes. yes. Uh oh. Uh oh. No, 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 no. So Dan Lanning, I, I guess you were you were just playing for clicks, right? I guess you were just playing for clicks. I mean, you said that about Dion when y'all barely when y'all beat them, um, and so now I'm gonna say it to you. You 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 were playing for clicks and you weren't playing to win. Oh, man, he was quiet after the game. Oh, of course he was. That's that's what every coach is. All those coaches who talk that mess before games and they lose, they're quiet right after. That's that's why the greats they don't talk shit. Like mm. Kirby Smart doesn't talk shit. He lets his he lets his players do the talking for him. Nick, Nick Saban doesn't talk. talk shit. He lets he lets the media talk, and he lets his play. And hell, Nick Saban doesn't even let his players talk shit because he wants his players to talk shit through their actions, not their words. Because, because words words at the end of the day are just words. I need to see your actions. Yeah, I rather talk shit on the field, not on internet. Um, but anyways, yes. Now. Let's go with the USC Notre Dame game now. Listen, I, I'm just I, I, Ben. I hope you watch uh, Fox. Um, you know, with Matt Liner, Reggie Bush, and every and no, not, no, well, not Reggie. Hell Bush. no. Well, because I ain't, watch, I ain't watching no Matt Liner. 
Anyways, don't you know, I, the last time I watched Matt Liner, he was getting beat up by Vince Young. Oh my goodness gracious! But listen, the, the only reason why I said that for this week because him and him and Brady Quinn made a bet because it, Brady, it, obviously if USC would have won, no, he would, uh, uh, you know, um, Brady Kim Quinn would have worn a uh, USC mascot. Um, obviously the costume, and then obviously Matt, obviously USC lost, so Matt Liner gets to has to wear a leprechaun. Um, so it is what it is. Now. But here's the deal, right? Now, you know you know me, Ben. Obviously, I picked USC because of my heart. Obviously, my heart. I hate Notre Dame. But am I surprised with the results? No, because let's keep it a bean, man. And I knew – I said it before, on the podcast, and I said it before the game, by the way. I said if USC falls behind, Ben, they are fucked against Notre Dame. And that's what happened. That's really what happened, man. Because Caleb – see, when Caleb does the stupid interceptions – and listen, Caleb, I love you, bro, but Jesus Christ – I don't know what Lake Riley was doing too, by the way, but it, it is what it is. And Ben, see for me as a USC fan myself, I and I hate this, but Lake Riley, please, oh please, please, um, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get rid of your friend Alex Grinch, man. You have to get rid of him <laughs> because if you don't, Ben, USC, I'm nervous for USC in, in the Big Ten, and you know why, Ben. And, but it is what it is. Now, Ben, what do you have to say? And you know, it is what it is with Lake Riley. He's, he's just gotta face it. Until he gets rid of his friend, because this is, like you said, Ben, he's gonna waste Caleb, and that's bad, Ben. That's real bad. But you know what? Credit to Notre Dame. Shout out Freeman, and there and USC just got out physical, Ben. That's all you gotta say. Yeah, USC definitely got out physical. Um, you know, I don't think the loss is as bad as some people think it is. Right. Um, you know, Notre Dame was a team that's been inside the top 10 for a large majority of the season. They have right. one of the better defenses in the entire country. Uh, they have the leading rusher in the country and, and, and estimate uh, Sam Hartman is yep. one of the most uh, influential and, and, and recognizable quarterbacks in college football. He's yep. extremely mature. He's extremely professional. Uh, it's not like you guys lost to a bad Notre Dame team, you know, oh, right. like last year's Notre Dame team or the year, a oh. couple years prior to last year's team. You know, you lost to a Notre Dame team that's probably been their best in a few years, right? Um, right. This Notre Dame team is, is, is very good in their second year under their new head coach. Um, and unfortunately, um, the defense lost the game, this game as well, but – most, I think Caleb Williams is the person who deserves all the credit. I agree. Loss. He played bad. Um, that first half was atrocious. Right. Uh, you know, he. I don't think the offensive line helped at times, you know, because nope. Notre, Dame, Notre Dame was getting a lot of pressure in Caleb's face, uh-huh. uh, forcing him forcing him out of the pocket, forcing him to do shit that, Shiloh, that Shiloh, or not Shiloh, but Shadur Sanders was doing against uh, on Thursday. You know, he was dropping back way too far deep into the pocket. Uh, at times, Caleb Williams, when he gets in those situations and he's trying to scramble, he turns his back to the defense at times when he's trying to get away. And yep. that's a massive no-no in football. You never want to turn your back to the defense because then you can't see the players coming. Uh, and also, you're not able to watch your players downfield, uh, you know, try and find open holes in the defense. Uh-huh. Uh you know, he, he had a hard time finding his receivers. And, and that's a very, very rare thing, especially for the receiving core that you guys have. I mean, you guys have a solid four guys yeah. at your wide receiving room and Taj Washington, Mario Williams, uh, Brendan Rice, and Zachariah Branch. 
you guys have one of the deeper receiving cores in football. And for you guys to have that big of an issue to get guys open, it was it was honestly crazy to see because you guys have been so electric all year outside of uh, the week before Notre Dame where you guys had some struggle. Right. Right. Um, But um, I'm definitely sure you guys have bounced back. It was a much needed win because it would have propelled you guys closer to the top five uh, or top four for that college football playoff contention. Um, With this loss, because we talked about that last week. We did. um, That, that you need, that you guys needed this win, that this win, that this game was a make or break for you guys, because now with the loss, even though it's a one loss, you guys only have one loss and you might only finish the season with one loss. um, You're not going to be able to jump up to a spot that, uh, allows you to to be in contention for the college football playoffs, and you you guys are kind of in that same spot as us right now. Like we're getting fucked over. Alabama is these last three to four weeks in the rankings. Oh, that that um, has been bullshit. But keep going, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we we've been getting screwed over the last couple of weeks in the rankings, and we had the third best strength of schedule in all of college football. So yeah. like when we went when we win games, it should really affect in a positive way, our, our rankings. And it just has not been doing that yeah. uh, this year. And, and to have the third hardest schedule in college football and we're not moving up spots after wins, it, even if it's just one spot, uh, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, but we'll talk about rankings in a sec. I don't oh, no. Oh, yeah. Do we will? Somebody, somebody was arguing with you yesterday, and that was pretty funny. Keep going, yeah. 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 Um, but to Notre Dame, I mean, their defense won them this game, one hundred percent. They they gave them short. They gave the offense short field time and time again. Yep. Uh, I believe you guys even had a forced fumble that you guys gave up to Notre Dame yep. out, alongside yep. the three interceptions. So I mean, you guys gave them the ball in short field like four times, yep. and that's that just happened. that's the lose. recipe. That's a recipe. That's a recipe for failure. That's yep. a recipe. For, for a blowout loss, and that's exactly what happened was a blowout loss. Yep. And next, Ben, you can tell everybody the prospects of Texas A&M and Tennessee, and you can talk shit because Jimbo Fisher is losing, and you're loving it, Ben. <laughs> yeah, so Texas A&M, Tennessee, it was not a pretty game whatsoever. Mm. Whatsoever. Uh, Tennessee is not the Tennessee that we saw from them last year by a stretch. Mm. Uh, their defense is still pretty good. Yes. Uh, they have a, they have a great running game. Yep. Uh, their defense isn't nearly as good as it was last year, but it's still a pretty, pretty powerful group. Uh, their running game is definitely the biggest is definitely their biggest uh, role mm-hmm. in, in, in their team and their team success. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Milton, Joe Milton has definitely underperformed yes. from what a lot of people had expectations of. Yep. Uh, you know, everyone saw the massive arm. Everyone saw, his, you know, his his build, his physicality. You know, uh, people saw his ability to run at times last year and throughout the offseason videos and stuff that people were making of him. And he just has not lived up to the hype. Uh, you know, he has – Consistency issues yeah. when it comes to accuracy. He has consistency issues when it comes to reading defenses. Uh, he has consistency issues with forcing the ball in the tight windows sometimes. Um, I mean, I think he's still good enough for this Tennessee Volunteers team to take him to a bowl game yeah. and, and maybe even win that bowl game. But uh, to beat us this upcoming week, I don't think it's going to happen. But 
unfortunately for Texas A&M, man, uh, mm. you know, Matt, Matt Johnson didn't play the worst this week. Yeah. Uh, but Connor Weekman, uh, the quarterback that they had starting, uh-huh. um, I think he would have won this game. I really do. Uh, I think Connor Weekman's a much better quarterback than Matt Johnson. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he can – he, he makes you worry about not only his ability to throw the ball, but what he can do with his legs from time to time. Yeah. Um, I think the big disappointment though, and it's been probably their big disappointment for the last couple of weeks, yeah. which is crazy to say, because this guy was their best player all season long up until like, like I said, the last two weeks. And that's Evan Stewart. Evan Stewart's one of the best wide receivers in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, he should easily be a second round pick possibly at the earliest. Um, if he has a great pro day and combine, he could maybe even talk, get his name talked about into the first round. I think he's a good route runner. Uh, he has really good hands. His My only concern with him is sometimes he, he lose, loses focus in games when he's not getting targeted. Uh, but that's like every wide receiver. We saw A.J. Brown complaining about that a couple weeks ago, and yeah. now him and um, Jalen Hurts have a, a wonderful connection. Yep. Uh, so Evan, Evan Stewart, I think he'll definitely uh, take another jump next year when he's in the NFL. Um, but on the Jimbo Fisher, man, uh, you, you better start counting your days, bro, because mm. you, you're not going to be at Texas A&M much longer. But what's the excuse? And Texas A&M is rich. If, if I'm, oh, they're extremely rich. They're the richest school in the country. Uh, all that oil money uh, must be nice. But um, Jimbo – you should have been fired last year, mm. and Deion Sanders should have been at Texas A&M. Yeah. Deion San- if Deion Sanders was at Texas A&M this year, this Texas A&M team would be a top-10 team. And, Ben, country. with that money, what they have? Oh, my God. That's what I'm saying. Like, w- people were upset with the players Deion got to come to Colorado this year. If he would have gone to Texas A&M, he would have gotten even even better players to come to Texas A&M because he could have afforded anybody he wanted. Yes. And then on top of bringing Travis with you, on top of bringing Shiloh with you, on top of bringing Shador with you, on yeah. top of bringing Dylan Edwards and J.C. Horn and Xavier Weaver, like all those dudes – at Texas A&M with Noah Thomas and Evan Stewart and Anaya Smith and that great defense, oh my God, that team would have been insane. So Ben, so and yet, and yet, Jimbo Fisher is just fucking it all up. Like Jimbo Fisher so knows ben, how to do. So, ben, so you're saying he were so 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 Jameis Winston and Jalen Ramsey helped him out pretty much in, in a way, yeah. Don't yeah. forget, don't forget Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Don't yeah. forget Derwin. Don't forget you. Um, Derwin James. Derwin James. Right. Yeah. Like that team was loaded. Yeah. Loaded. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens, man. You know, I mean, look look at that one. That's what happened. You don't have Trevor and obviously Deshaun, but it is what it is, man. Um, but yeah, that's what that was a great game. Or D anything to say to about the prospect with Missouri, Kentucky. Yeah, so this game I told you last week, y'all can go back and watch the pod. I yep. said Missouri, Kentucky was going to be an upset. I said Missouri deserved to be ranked over Kentucky. They're the better team, and they came out and they proved me right. Yes, they Let's did. Let's go, Missouri. I'm so happy for them. Um, I think they're a very under undervalued team in the country. Um, Luther Burden. This was Luther Burden's 
worst game by far, not even close, of his season. This was a guy who's been averaging like 120 yards a game, and he only had two catches for 15 yards, and they still won by 17. Yeah. Uh, so their defense showed up. Uh, they're, they're one of the better defenses in football. Uh, and, you know, I told you I'm not – sold on Devin Leary in the SEC. Mm. SEC SEC is a much harder conference to play in than the ACC. Mm. Stuff The stuff that you got away with at NC State is not the stuff you're going to get away with nope. at Kentucky when you're, when you're playing Georgia, you're playing Missouri, you're playing Alabama, you're playing these top-notch defenses and these top-notch athletes. You're not going to get away with the same stuff you got away with in the ACC playing teams like Louisville and Pitt and, you know, the, the Florida States and all that. You're not going to get away with the same stuff. And, and we're seeing it. I mean, he, I think he threw two interceptions last week. He threw another two interceptions this week. Yep. Uh, if, it, if it wasn't for Ramon Davis, their running back, this Kentucky team would be extremely ass. They, they wouldn't even be close to being ranked if it wasn't for their running back. Uh-huh. Uh, because Devin Leary, I was, like I said, I was iffy on him going into this year. But uh-huh. after the performances I've been seeing him do this year, he is not going to make it at the NFL level. Um, I, I hope you, you have a good major and you can find a career outside of football because the NFL is not in your lifetime. No, neither is Will Levis. Look at that, Ben. But we'll just leave it at that. Um, Iowa and Wisconsin. First of all, man, Ben, can you imagine if Iowa actually had a quarterback? That is the tight end country over there. But anyways, you're, uh, any prospects over here, Ben, with this game, Iowa and Wisconsin. I love these schools because Wisconsin always has a good old line. And they're usually known for running backs as well. But but any thoughts about this game at all with prospects for the for the fans out there? Yeah, this game this game surprised me as well. Um, like you said, this Iowa team they haven't had a quarterback in God knows when. Um, like <laughs> who knows when did. the last who? Yeah, if they did, and and they should have been. I I felt like coming into this year that. Uh, you know they they went and got oh boy from Michigan. Yeah. Um, but he's not it. Like, there's a reason why J.J. McCarthy beat him out at Michigan. Uh, you know what? Three three weeks in the, into their season last year, he's just yeah. a better quarterback. Uh, and I felt like there was a lot of quarterbacks, you know, that Iowa could have went and gotten in the transfer portal. Like, um, you know, could you imagine this Iowa team with D.J. Ujulele at quarterback? Oh my God. Like, or even even a guy. I'm not big on this guy, and he he went to Cincinnati. But like an Emory Jones, yeah, like a dual threat quarterback in like Emory Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, they could have done way better than what they did. I mean, they they had to play their backup quarterback this week, Deacon <laughs> Hill, and he had 37 yards passing. Yeah, like what are you talking? Like what the hell? They won throwing the ball for 37 yards. That's crazy. Um, but Prospects I have for this game was Sean Williams, the running back for Iowa. Uh, He started the season as the secondary running back behind Caleb Johnson. These last two two to three weeks, he's really uh, solidified himself as the lead running back for this team. Mm -hmm. Um, He he does a phenomenal job. I believe he's only a sophomore, maybe a redshirt sophomore, so he definitely has another year or two um, at the college level. But we should see him at the NFL level soon. my biggest prospect for Iowa, though, is Cooper DeGene. Uh Cooper DeGene is a corner for 
for Iowa. Uh, he's a white boy corner as well. Uh, oh, you don't really see you don't you don't really see too many of those, and, and especially especially white boy corners who <laughs> yeah. are who are great athletes. Like Cooper yeah. Dejean is a phenomenal athlete. Uh, he's got great speed. He's got great physicality. He's a great coverage corner, both in man and zone. Uh-huh. Uh, Cooper Cooper Dejean, if he was eligible last in, for last year's draft, he had the potential to be a first round pick. Uh, he, he definitely would have been a second round pick uh, in last year's draft. And yep. the same thing goes for this year. Cooper DeGene will be a first or second round pick. More than likely, uh, probably by a smart team. Uh, but anyway. And then, we'll, we'll and then for, for um, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, yeah. For Wisconsin, unfortunately, Tanner Mordecai got hurt. Um, you know, maybe if Tanner Mordecai, their quarterback, doesn't get hurt, Maybe they win the game. Uh, obviously, they've been without their second running back uh, for a couple of weeks now, and uh-huh. and he was actually he was actually having a little bit better season than Braylon Allen at times. Uh, you know, Braylon, you know, came into the country as the best running back in, in college football. Yeah, a lot of people said, and yeah, he's had some good games and stuff. But one thing about Braylon, and I mentioned it on Twitter for the first two weeks of the season was he was struggling to start off games. He was like, yeah. obviously, obviously like in the second half, he would finally start to come alive. But yeah. when you look at Braylon Allen's numbers throughout his career, he usually killed games early on and then just kind of like neutraled out, leveled out in the second half because he had already, he, you know, would already have like 80 yards going in the halftime or would already be mm-hmm. he had 100 yards going in the halftime. And the first two to three weeks, you know, he was having 20 yards here, maybe 35 yards there, maybe 30 yards here. Um, You know, Braylon Allen for Wisconsin to win, Braylon Allen needs to be the Braylon Allen that everyone talked about. He needs to be the best running back in the country. Um, You know, people have been talking about Braylon Allen for two years now, two and a half years now. So we want to see the all-American running back Braylon Allen that we all know and love. Um, because that's the only way Wisconsin's going to win football games this year. Yep. All right. So um, we're going to go with uh, uh, Spencer Rattler, uh, South Carolina versus Florida. So any prospect with here? And by the way, Ben, how does Spencer Rattler do this game? So Spencer didn't do the worst. I, I had actually like just watched that game before uh, before oh, coming yeah. on here. Um, you know, I wasn't too disappointed in him. I, he made some throws here and there. Right. Um, I believe he stayed turnover free for the game. Um, yeah. For some reason, I can't find it on my scorecard. My scorecard right now, but um, yeah, I mean, it was a very back and forth game. Obviously, everyone should know who Xavier Leggett is, oh, yeah. uh, wide receiver out of South Carolina. Um, he reminds me of like an AJ Brown type, you know, a oh, big body. Shit. Okay, okay, okay. I'm not saying he'll be AJ Brown because I don't. Yeah. You know, you know me. I do not like comparing players uh, to others. Yeah, yeah, uh, but I will say he has very. He has a lot of similarities to, to AJ Brown to a DK okay. Metcalf. Not like a massive, massive burner like a DK, right. but the size wise, I mean, he's like six three, six four. Probably 225, 230 pounds. Uh, right. Great, great route runner. Catches a ball at the apex. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just he's a great receiver to have with any quarterback uh, because he's always trying to find holes in the defense to sit in and just yeah. give his quarterback every single opportunity uh, to try and make a play. 
Um, Xavier Oget will be and should be one of the first three wide receivers, I think, taken in this year's draft. Um, the kid, the kid is absolutely spectacular. Um, Spencer Rattler, regardless of how he's played this year, obviously people have loved this man for what four years now. Oh, oh yeah. Um, you know, when he went to Oklahoma and obviously got beat out by a freshman, Caleb Williams, I'm still not sold on him. Like, regardless of what Spencer Rattler does, I think I'll never be sold on him. Like, there's just – I think ultimately it just comes down to I don't like small quarterbacks. I want my quarterback to be 6'3 or taller. I want my quarterback to be 230 pounds or bigger. Like, that's a tough position to play, and you're going to get hit by some big dudes at the next uh-huh. level. And we've seen it time and time again with small quarterbacks in the NFL level. They have hard times getting the – it's not they have, that they have a hard time seeing over the line of scrimmage. Yeah, They have a hard time throwing it over the line of scrimmage or, de- or, de- or the defensive line um, because of the height difference. You know, you're not able to get that ball at a high angle if you're only yeah. 5'11", 6 foot. You, yeah. you know, you're you're gonna have to try and find new angles of attack to get to get balls out into out into space for you guys and right. make plays on them. Yeah. And it's due it's due to you being a smaller quarterback. It just it is what it is. And Spencer Rattler to me is kind of just like another Sam Howell. Like I'm still not even sold on Sam Howell. Um I think Sam Howell, I think Sam also, you know you know, is, is facing some offensive line issues, but there's still a lot of stuff Sam Howell that I just don't like. And, you know, until he improves it, I'm, I'm not jumping on that bandwagon either. That's fair. And there's a reason why he got drafted in the fifth round anyway. So now um, let's go with the, uh, you said Arizona versus Washington state. What was your, what, what amazed you about that game with prospects? Um, so Really, the only prospect was Cam Ward, right? Yes, uh, yes. You know, he, he's a he's a prospect that everyone's been talking about. Um, shout out to Arizona, though, man. Um, oh, yeah. You know, they they've been playing great football for about three weeks now. Uh, they've been playing very well on both sides of the ball, so I, I want to give Arizona their credit on that. Oh, yeah, uh, especially was, uh, especially yep. for them not being a football program by any by any stretch. Oh no. Um, but man, did they do a great job at stopping Cam Ward? Yeah. Um, you know, they made everything tough on him. They made t- everything tough on his wide receivers. They made yeah. everything tough on his offensive line. I mean, Washington State is one of the better offensive teams in the country. You know, um, but sadly, they've been struggling these last two weeks, and a lot of it has to do with Cam Ward. Yeah. Um, you know, th- this was a guy that. We were, you know, everyone was just starting to give their flowers to and talking about Heisman favorite. And, you know, people were talking about, should he jump over Drake May in the draft? And, Hell no. You, you, know, you know, for a while, I believed it. I believed yeah. it for a while, you know. But these last two weeks, um, you know, he's gotten beat the hell up. You know, yeah. he got beat up two weeks ago. He just got beat up against Arizona. And, you know, he played two teams that he, he, he shouldn't have had perform- the performances that he did. And, um, uh-huh. you know, Washington State is only as good as Cam Ward takes them. Uh, you know, they're not necessarily the deepest team. They're not necessarily yep. the most talented team. You know, they don't have four stars and five stars at every position like the major programs do. Um, but 
if they want to bounce back and finish off their season on a, on a good note, Cam Ward's going to have to lock in, and he, he's going to have to start making a little bit better decisions. Um, I need to see him uh, start using his legs more. I mean, if you're as athletic as you as Cam Ward is, I don't know why he, he doesn't use his legs uh, more to help him out when when pocket when the pocket's collapsing. But mm-hmm. um, I still think he'll be a good good quarterback, uh, possibly at the NFL level. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if he if he doesn't turn his play around and, and be like the Cam Ward to start the season, um, mm-hmm. he he might he might fall to the, possibly to like the second or third round. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. Now, what about this Pitt versus Louisville? By the way, shout out to Louisville because they are a pro, pro, pro style offense. Um, ben, ben, what what amazed you with this game with prospects? So another game that I told you was going to be an upset. Uh, yeah, I told you, you I do not believe in Louisville whatsoever. Oh. I do not oh. believe in and Jack Plummer. I told you Jack Plummer is a turnover-prone quarterback, and he always will be. Um, you know, he threw two interceptions this game. Uh, you know, a lot of people were like, whoa, but, you know, he, he threw for 350 yards. Oh, he lost. That's you know it's what you're supposed to have good games against Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, you know I think I think they got you know kind of like what Notre Notre Dame does at times and what Texas does at times. Uh, you know after big wins, you know they usually fall apart the next week, right? Notre Dame does it every year. After a big win, they'll they'll usually lower their standard or lower their level of play the following week and either lose or or you know come out with a win by a narrow victory. Yeah. Um, and I think I think that's what happened to Louisville. I think, yeah. you know, they, they went into Pittsburgh, you know, they underestimated Pittsburgh because, you know, they don't have Kendon Slovis anymore. They don't have Kenny Pickett nope. or Jordan nope. Addison anymore. Nope. You know, obviously they don't have Aaron Donald and stuff anymore. He's been long gone. But, you know, I think they just they went into Pittsburgh. They underestimated Pittsburgh and, and Pittsburgh showed up. Um, you know, it was a back and forth game in the first yep. half. And once the second half began, Pittsburgh came out of the gate hot. You know, yeah, they came yeah. out of the gate hot on both sides of the ball. They did not let Louisville do anything in that second half. And that was key to this win was uh-huh. making sure that Louisville was just nothing in that second half. And, and they right. did exactly that. Um, so I want to give all the credit to the world. Uh, to both the players at Pittsburgh and the coaching staff because they did a phenomenal job at uh, shutting down Louisville and not letting them get anything going. Now, let's talk about the rankings. Now, obviously, you had a few with somebody yesterday. I, I was laughing because we knew who it was. Obviously, it was a Tar Heel fan in football versus a Bama fan in football as well, which it was, it was laughable because you were owning him, Ben, because here's the deal. Now, I understand what Ma- Maxwell was saying, but, but my thing is that this is what the media, this is what Twitter does, social media does, right, Ben? They're like, well, Bama should beat South Florida, but Bama won 17-3, you know, and obviously, obviously Maxwell was like, well, Ben, you guys barely won against, um, you know, Arkansas. So you have anything to say about the, you know, to the college football rankers and obviously to Maxwell because I think it's bullshit because at the end of the day, you're winning. And I get, I get it. I see, for me, I get it from the rankers, right? I mean, I don't know. I th- do you remember correctly, Ben, how how big of a favor were you guys were with UCF? Because I feel like what the rankers do, they always go by the spread, right? I mean, you, you should. 
You should, but I think it's bullshit, but it is what it is. So, Ben, what do you got to say to Tar Heel fans? Because they have no, they, he, honestly, that's, he's, this, this is the only team he's, he's going to talk about because the rest of his team suck. But you, you know how it is, Ben. So, what do you got to say? This, this is a great topic because I, I love it. I love it. It was yeah. Talk your shit, Ben. Go ahead, Ben. Yeah, I mean, I thought we got screwed over when we lost to Texas with our rankings. Obviously, oh, you oh, know, yeah. I expected us to, to go down, but I mean, we went from like three to fucking like 14. I'm like, what the you hell? Know? And Texas, Texas was obviously Texas was ranked outside the top 10 at the time, but yeah. Texas was undervalued. Yeah. You know, Texas should have been what pretty much they should have been ranked pretty much what they are right now. You know, Texas should have been ranked probably like an eighth, eighth best team in the country. You know, we would have been three at the time. Had we, you know, we lose to them, you know, we probably switch spots. We probably go to eight. They probably go to three, right? Uh, and then, you know, we would be inside the top ten right now. Um, do I think Alabama's the best team in the country? No. By no means on <laughs> – by no means do I think we're the best team in the country. You know, I, I still think Jalen Monroe is a, is a project. Uh, there's still some things that he, he does that I do not like and that the fan base doesn't like. Well, there's also stuff that he does that, that we do like, that we do like and love. Um, the receiving core, you know, it's not as great as it, as it has been in the past. Um, mm-hmm. You know, J- Jermaine Burton's had a great performance these last two weeks. I thank him for that. The, the Georgia transfer from two years ago. Uh, Kobe Prentice. I think Kobe Prentice has the most upside of any wide receiver in this in this uh, on this team, uh, but he's only a sophomore. You know, you can only expect young players to do so much um, early on to into their career, and especially at Alabama when it's usually juniors and seniors that do everything. You know, so- freshmen usually never play, and we have three of them starting this year. Um, let alone sophomores. Sophomores usually don't even get an opportunity to start at Bama. Um, usually it's a wait your turn until your junior, senior year. You get your opportunity and you try to make the best of it. Uh, you know, we're a very young team. The off the O-line has been hot garbage, and especially with all the praise, you know, they, they got coming into the, into the football season. But, um, you know, the, we got screwed over in the rankings after the Texas loss, and we've been trying to make our way back. And I, I get it. You know, we've played some close games, sure, but, like, we played USF with two backup quarterbacks that should have never even been in the game. You know, yep. like J- Jalen Milrow should have played that game and we would have won probably 27 to three, right? It would have been a blowout yep. had we just played Jalen Milrow. But Nick Saban was trying to prove some type of fucking point to Tommy Steele for some God, whatever reason. Yeah. Like Nick Saban, you're Nick fucking Saban. Like who cares if Tommy Reese brought over fucking a quarterback from Notre Dame with him, there's a reason the guys left Notre Dame because he knew he couldn't beat out Sam Hartman. Yep. Like, why did you even give him a shot? Like, he was – he's garbage. He was garbage. Yep. Like, I'm fine with Ty Simpson, right, because Ty Simpson has upside and yep. Ty Simpson might be the starter next year. Yeah. But – Jalen Milrow should have played that game, and 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 we people wouldn't even be bringing up USF, right? Yep. But any anyways, we still only gave up three fucking points to USF. Exactly. And there was time. There was times in that game that they were moving the ball really well, uh, offensively, and we still only gave up three. Like so, to say we barely beat USF, 
yeah, it was 17 to three. Yeah, yeah. The, the score looks close, but it's still a two score game, and we only gave up three points. Like, well, crazy. But, but you know people crazy? need to get that through their head. And Ben, you know what's crazy? And you didn't mention to him yesterday. It's okay though. You guys are you guys have a tougher schedule more than uh, the Tar Heels because of yeah, the and then, schedule. They play nobody except for Duke and then Georgia Tech and obviously you know they don't. Um, Georgia Tech's not even good. All they do is play Duke and Clemson, and that's not till week ten and eleven. They don't exactly. play anyone until week ten or eleven. Exactly. And they're and, you know some of them will be like, oh, we just beat Miami. You beat a Miami. You beat a Miami team that's now on a two-game losing streak and is possibly going to lose again this week to Clemson and be on a three-game losing streak. Miami's defense is not what Miami's defense is known for. They're not that good. Um, their offense is – forgot to kneel down. <laughs> and their, their, off, their offense is, is really only Tyler Van Dyke and Xavier Restrepo. That's it. Like, if, if Tyler Van Dyke and Xavier Restrepo can't both have massive games – Miami usually doesn't win football games. This is the same Miami team that the media was just giving their head coach a hard fucking time for. Mm. Like, and, and, and you want to praise beating Miami? You're supposed to beat Miami. They're not good. They're not good yet. Give them a couple more years, but they're not good yet. And like, You don't even have a win over a top 25 opponent anymore because Miami's not ranked anymore. And you're telling me – the people who do the rankings, you want to tell the world that UNC deserves to be a top 10 program over teams like Alabama, Oregon, Mississippi. Hell, Utah has played great this year without their starting quarterback. Yeah. They deserve to be in the top 10 over a team like UNC that hasn't played anyone. They haven't played anyone. I get it. They're winning games, and they're even winning some of them by good margins. But they're not a good team. They're a mediocre defense, and they're an offense with a good running back, a good quarterback, and now they got Tez Walker back. But yeah. that's all they are. They're not that good of a team. And I can't wait. I can't wait until they play Duke and Clemson because Duke and Clemson are both going to give them an L. And I hate this, what he said this. He's like, Miami is in Syracuse. I won loss coming into UNC yeah. Ben. Maxwell, don't bring up fucking Syracuse when you're talking about football. Yeah, Syracuse, Syracuse has not been good McNabb. since the early 90s when Donovan fucking McNabb was playing. Let me say that again. <laughs> Syracuse football has not been good since the 90s when they had Donovan McNabb. And, and don't try and come at me and say – Oh, well, last year they were good. They had a great defense. They had Sean Tucker, who was one of the leading rushers in college football. Cool. That was last year. They're, yeah. All those guys left. All yeah. those dudes left. They okay. all graduated, transferred, or yeah. went and did a job outside of football. Syracuse is not a good program. Syracuse is one of those programs right now where they have a good season and then yeah. they disappear for 10 years. Yeah. Syracuse, if you're talking about football, do not mention Syracuse to me because I will flame you all fucking day. This is crazy. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's crazy, but it is what it is. Oh, and, and, and Max, Maxwell, you want to talk about rankings so bad? Let's talk about college basketball rankings. Where, where's UNC at? Oh, I know. Fucking 17 spots behind Duke. Suck on that one. 
Mm, okay. And, and I promise you, I promise you, we're not going to do what y'all did last year and blow our fucking ranking away. Absolutely, absolutely. Ben, honestly, let's keep it repeating. This is this is probably the only team he's got to talk about because his rest of his teams suck. But anyways, it, it, how how are you Carolina Panthers? How are you Carolina Panthers doing, Maxwell? Hey, obviously he has nothing to talk about. I mean, seriously, he's how, how, how are your Charlotte, how are your Charlotte Hornets, Maxwell? Mm, well, they're go- uh, can I say this? Uh, his Hornets are players are goofies. I'll say that. But right, you 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 guys are still giving money to a woman beater in Miles Bridges. Congrats, thank you. Congrats on that. Congrats on that, Maxwell. Congrats oh, on on, on oh, supporting ben, ben, on supporting a woman beater. Oh yeah, Ben, Ben, you came. Ready congrats on congrats on supporting congrats on supporting someone who should have been kicked out the NBA a couple years ago. Oh yeah, I agree with that. Uh, fuck all the woman beaters, by the way, man. But anyways, uh, this should be out of the league for sure. Anyway, fuck, fuck um, K- K- since we're, hold on. Since we were talking about women beaters, fuck KPJ too. That's why your bitch ass got traded. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Your bitch there ass you go. got traded. Your bitch ass got traded and cut the same day, KPJ. You just blew away millions of dollars because you decided to put your hands on a woman. Exactly. Think about that. You blew millions of dollars, life-changing money for not only you, but your future generation because you decided to put your hands on a woman. That's so dumb. Be a man. Yeah. Absolutely. A lot of players are dumb like women. They do that. But it is what it is, man. It's, it's it's America. All right. Now, real quick, before we move on, Ben, do you have anything to say real quick for the UCLA and Oregon State game? I want to give DJ, DJ Ukulele some flowers, man, for this game. Shout out to Oregon State, but real quick. Yeah, I mean, uh, this was a game that I thought was going to be ra- uh, relatively close. Uh, I thought Dante Moore, I thought Dante Moore was going to have a much better game, uh, yeah. and you know he he showed why he's a freshman. Um, exactly. I, I think I think you know I I do think down the line Dante Moore, you know, come his junior and, and maybe senior season if he's still in college by then, uh, that he'll be one of the best of his class. Uh, Dante Moore has a ton of skill. He's a dual threat quarterback. Um, you know, it's just unfortunate that, you know, he doesn't have the weapons that DTR had last year, right? Uh, especially at the wide receiver position. They, they got the, um, Carson Steele, the transfer in from the running back at the running back position. I think he came in from Ball State. Uh, but but really, that's that's all they have um, is Dante mm-hmm. Moore and Carson Steele. And they have a tremendous defense. You know, their, their defense has won them uh, some games this year um, with, with how well they've played. Um and I, I, like I said, I, I do think Dante Moore uh, come next year or definitely his junior season will be one of the better quarterbacks in college football. Uh, but he just needs a little bit of maturity um, and just, you know, continue learning uh, his playbook. Uh, but for DJ Ujulele, um so happy this that this man transferred out of Clemson. Um, so ha- I'm so happy that he got away from Dabo Sweeney in that toxic environment. Mm. Um, you know, Dabo, Dabo was – taking like little subtle shots at DJ all last season. And it was completely unjustified because Dabo was playing DJ Ujulele completely how you're not supposed to play DJ Ujulele. Um, You know, he's gone to Oregon state and Oregon state has done a tremendous job with him. Um, You know, DJ is a guy you want, you want to utilize his, his size. He's a very physical quarterback. Um, and obviously, you want to utilize his throwing ability, but at times, DJ can get a little bit inconsistent. He can have those hiccups here and there. So you don't want him throwing the ball 30, 35 times a game like Dabo was doing. You know, yeah. here at Oregon State, he's been throwing the ball 20 to 25, 26 times a game. Yeah. He's getting everything effectively. And then they're using their running attack and Damian Martinez 
has uh-huh. been one of the better running backs in the country this year. Also, only a sophomore, which sucks because I think he would have been one of the one of the first running backs taken in this year's draft. Uh-huh. I think he has that much skill. Um, but I'm so happy that DJ's just in a way better environment. Um, he's around a te- teammates and a coaching staff that love him and support him. Um, but most importantly, the last thing I want to do, uh, our boy Kev, man. Kev told me about his homeboy who's at Oregon State, Silas Bolden. Silas yes, Bolden been, has been a tremendous player, uh, not only for Oregon State, but uh, as a weapon for DJ uh, to prove his talent. Uh, so I just wanted to shout out Silas Bolden. Uh, keep your eye out for him in the draft. Possibly a third, maybe a fourth round pick. All right. And look at Oregon State, uh, Ben. They're at number 12. Shout out to DJ. All right. Here comes the picks. Penn State. Oh, here we go, Ben. I wish this game was a night game, but this is going to be a good game. I, I know who I got because I, I I love this quarterback from Penn State. But I think they finally have a quarterback. So, Ben, Penn State at Ohio State. And, Ben, if this was a night game, this would be so fucking good. This is an afternoon game. So, Penn State at Ohio State. How do you feel? I got Penn State. How do you, how do you feel? Yeah, yeah, I don't understand why. They've been doing this for like two, three weeks now. They've been having these amazing matchups in the middle of the day. Um, you know, these matchups should, should be the last thing. Like the Notre Dame-USC game should have been the last game of the day. This Penn State-Ohio State game should be the last game of the day. When we went up against Ole Miss, that should have been the last game of the day. And all of them were, were morning games, early afternoon yep. games. Yes. Uh, but Penn State definitely has their quarterback, uh, probably their first quarterback of this caliber in a very, very long time. You probably have to go back to the 90s, maybe even 80s, to find a quarterback with the talent that Drew O'Rourke has. Obviously, he's only a sophomore, so he still has some development to do, but he has shown a lot of promise uh, in that offense. Oh, it's way better uh, than, than Hackenberg and Tim McSorley. Keep going. Oh, yeah, way better. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be a very good game. It's yeah. so hard to pick somebody because Penn State has a great defense. Ohio uh-huh. State has a has a pretty good defense. Uh-huh. I, both of both of their offenses are, are pretty much the same. You know, uh-huh. they both have first year quarterbacks. Um, the wide receiving core is obviously a little bit better for Ohio State, but the running game is better for Penn State. Um, so, oh, this is so hard. You said you're going to Ohio State. No, I'm going Penn State because I'm going by. I think I think the, whoever to, for me the only reason why I'm going Penn State because. I think Drew's a better quarterback than Ohio State quarterback. It's obvious. So. All right. Um, you know what? I'll, I'll side with you. I'm going to go Penn State right, as well for okay, the upset. All right. All right. Let's go. Now, Ben Fair, you had any advice for Mr. Jonathan Watson, man? Tennessee and Bama. So, let me ask you this, Ben. Is this a possible upset for Tennessee and Bama? Well, how do you feel? So, I'd, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't a possible upset. Um, you know, any team in the SEC, you got to take them seriously whether they're ranked or not ranked, whether they're the worst team in the SEC or the best team in the SEC. you got to mm-hmm. take them serious. Um, you know, Tennessee has a very good defense. Their defense isn't as dominant as it was last year, per se, but they're still a pretty good unit. Uh, they have guys all over the field on that side of the ball. Uh-huh. Offense, offensively, though, they do not scare me the way they did last year. Um, Hinton Hooker was one of the most lethal quarterbacks in college football last Way year. Way better, yeah. Um, J- Jalen Hyatt was one of the most dangerous oh, wide receivers in football yes. last year because yes. of his speed. You yes. you had to account for Jalen Hyatt on 
every single play last year for Tennessee because he was so quick and he he could just separate from almost anybody um this year this year with Joe Milton um you know Alabama especially under Nick Saban we've always managed to struggle against uh mobile quarterbacks Yep. We always have, you know, ever all the way back to, to Johnny Manziel. You know, we yeah. always have tended to struggle against mobile quarterbacks. Even Dak Prescott used, used to beat us, used to beat us up every now and then. Um, I, so if Joe Milton is able to utilize his legs, it could be a very long night for us. Uh, I, I don't know what it is about mobile quarterbacks, but they always tend to get the best of us. Um, you know, it, it's going to be a showdown, though. You know, Jalen Milrow versus versus Joe Milton. Um, mm-hmm. you know, two guys who throw great deep balls, uh, two guys that have some accuracy issues, but also two guys that can scare any defense with their ability to run the football. Uh, uh-huh. they're both built they're both built about the same. Joe Milton's a little bit taller. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd be lying if I said I'm not wor- a little bit worried about Tennessee. I mean, um, Josh Heupel is a very good head coach as well. Uh, yep. You know, we know we know he loves to uh, an air raid attack. Uh, this year, they've been a little bit more run heavy, just because our running back has been so good. Uh-huh. Um, but I still got us coming out uh, narrowly by at least ten points. I think you guys win by a touchdown. Call, calling it right now. I got Bama as well. I'm not doubting Saban, man. I can't do it. Um, now, how do you feel about this game, Ben? Do you think it's possible upset? I don't think Iowa will lose, but you know, Minnesota, Iowa. How do you feel about this game overall? Um, if Minnesota has been a big disappointment for me this right, year, right? Yeah, they have, they have. Um, they've been a massive disappointment for me. Um, you know, I thought they finally had a quarterback, right? Uh, I thought, you know, hey, we they, they got rid of um the guy that they had last year, and he had been their quarterback, for, you know, for three or four seasons, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, I I knew losing. Mo Ibrahim was going to be massive, right? Yeah. Um, you know, they lost an offensive lineman or two, and they lost some defensive guys as well. Yep. Um, but I still expected them to be good. You know, I, I thought they finally had the quarterback. Um, you know, I thought they had one of the better tight ends in football. I thought he could have kind, kind of done what Brock Bowers is doing for Georgia. Uh, mm-hmm. Brevin, I think it's like Brevin something Ford, uh, Minnesota's tight end. You know, people were talking about him being the second best tight end in football, only behind Brock Bowers, and he necessarily hasn't lived up to the hype. Uh, the defense has struggled tremendously this year. Uh, mm-hmm. They've been getting gouged in the running game. Uh, and Iowa is a, is a run-heavy team, so uh, if Minnesota's not able to stop that run, uh, I, I don't see any chance in, in which Iowa loses a football game. Yep, exactly. Um. Let's go with this game um, real quick. Um, uh, let's see. Duke at Florida State. Ben, I'm going Florida State at that, at that Florida State. What do you, what do you have here? Uh, so this, it's not the biggest game of the week just because of that first matchup. We, we, we talked about Penn State, Ohio State. But right. I will say that this could be the most important matchup of the week, uh, because if, if Florida State loses this, their chances of making the college football playoffs aren't entirely out. But there's a good chance if they lose this game that they might get pushed back in the rankings, kind of like what 
Alabama and USC did this year, you know, yeah. in a position to where they can't win enough games to get back into the top four, right? Uh-huh. Um, Duke is a great defensive team, uh, phenomenal defensive team. They did a great job running the ball this past Saturday without Riley Leonard at, at quarterback. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's how they were able to win, win that football game. This Florida State team is a different beast, right? This Florida State team uh, knows how to play offense. They know how to put points up on the board. Uh, they, they know how to play defense as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're not as good of a team, per se, when it comes to the rankings defensively, but they're, they're also a top 25 team uh, on that side of the ball. Uh-huh. Uh, the only way Duke wins this game is if Riley Leonard, their quarterback, is able to come back this week uh, and, and be somewhat healthy enough uh, to put up a good performance. Uh, because if, if they got to play with a quarterback that they did last week, uh, they, they, they might get blown out. Yeah. All right. Kev's going to go to the game. Utah at USC. And Ben, I'm calling you right now, and I hate to say it. I'm going to do it. Because here's the deal, right? I love Caleb Williams. But Caleb Williams, man, here we go, man. At USC, Kev's going to be there. I would not be surprised if Kev danced with the Utah mascot. I would not be surprised. <laughs> Don't be surprised if he danced with them, man, Ben. But anyways, have fun, Kev. Uh, I'm being dead ass serious, Ben. And listen, and Caleb, oh, Caleb struggle against the Utah um, defense, man. They're very physical. And shout out to that Utah coach, man. I respect the hell out of them. Um, ben, I got I got a feeling with this. I know Cam Rogers is being, not playing, but I'm, little, I'm going with Utah. Uh, I've got a bit. I, I, it's, it's. I want to go with my team. I do. I really do. But I got to keep it real, Ben. I'm not really a fan of this USC's defense, and you know why. So, and you can't blame me. You can't blame me. We should win at home, but Utah has those numbers, Ben. I mean, I mean, they're undefeated against us, and, and they should be. Well, I mean, so and and I, so, Ben, how do you feel about this game? I mean, I, I, I mean, hey, you, you're going by the quarterback, and I, I appreciate that. But you got to go by the better defense. And that's Utah. But go ahead, Ben. How do you feel? And I hope Kev enjoyed this game. I know he will. Yeah, Kev's definitely going to enjoy this game. Um, you know, I'm sure him, as long as every college football fan in the country wishes Cam Rising was playing in this game. Yeah. Um, yes. You know, I, we all expected him to miss just a couple weeks into the season. Uh, I don't think anyone expected, you know, going into week eight that Cam Rising would still not be playing for Utah. Yeah. And let alone him not play this long and them be ranked where they are. Uh, so that just shows you how uh, how locked in this football team is for Utah on both sides of the football. You know, they're a top 10 defense, <laughs> best defense in the Pac-12 outside of Oregon. Um, you know, and offensively, they've been able to do enough to, to, to come out victorious in, in, in their football games this year. Uh, Utah, I believe, has beaten you guys two years in a row now. Yeah, right? yeah. If I'm, if I'm not, yeah. So they've won the last two matchups, um, but ultimately, I, I got you guys coming out with a victory. You know, I think with Cam Rising not playing in this game, and I even tweeted it. Uh, I said, if Cam Rising is not playing this game, that Utah loses, and I'm, I'm gonna stick by that. If Cam Rising does not suit up and play, USC will win this football game. It will be, it will be a close game. It's gonna be tough. Caleb might even throw another pick or two. Uh, but I got you guys coming out victorious uh, in a narrow win. All right, here we go. Week six recap. And before we do that, obviously we got some injury news. So Anthony Richardson is out for the year. It's, it sucks. But yeah, AR was doing really well. 
Um, but we're not surprised with this, Ben, because he had a problem with his injuries in, in college. But you know what? Praise for him. I know he will come back uh, greatly, man. Um, and that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Also, there's some other news. Uh, Julio Jones, a, a Bama, Bama receiver, signed with the Philadelphia Eagles because Chris Watkins is going on the IR. So prayers for him. Uh, but also, ben, uh, prayer. Hold on, prayers for Damian Harris. Uh, yeah. Suffered a terrible, terrible back injury. Yes, uh, he had to get uh, carted off the field in the ambulance. Yeah. Uh, so all the prayers and best wishes for for a healthy recovery for Damian Harris. Yeah, but Ben, is can we call the Philadelphia Eagles the Philadelphia Road Tide and the Bulldogs at this point? Hey, it's either it's either us or or uh, or the Eagles with the most uh, Alabama players, and, or or oh. maybe even the Patriots for Actually, most Alabama you know what? players. No, let's call them the Philadelphia SEC team. How about that? It's fair to say. There we go. They're, they're the, yeah, they're the Philadelphia SEC. I like that one. Oh yeah, because we don't know who the best conference is. It's the SECs, and that's the, the, that's where the most talented players are. But but you know. Yeah. But anyways, um, with that being said, um, we don't have to mention it about this game. But Ben, you can you can just say. It. Broncos, trade practice with him, please. And Chiefs, I'll just say this about the Chiefs. We'll trade play. everybody. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's Sean pa- hey, Sean Payton. Sean Payton, if you want a job, we got a head coaching job available. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're funny. Or, or, or Sean Payton, you can take uh, Eric Bieniemy's spot and we'll promote Eric Bieniemy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Save us from Ron Rivera. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a fact. But before we talk about that game, uh, Ben, um, it's it's obvious that the Chiefs miss Bietami, man. I'm not really a fan of Matt Nagy, man. He's not a good old C, man. See, I don't know. I don't think I don't think Listen. Matt Nagy is a fan of Matt Nagy. Exactly, and we know what we know what we what he did in Chicago. Um, Ben, and how, what do you have to say? Because I think you would agree with that. Because Chiefs fans told me, oh, we're not going to miss the enemy. I'll just say this. Their defense is good. I'll give you that. But Ben Fair, their offense, just, it's just not, like, amazing, man. Like, listen, I like Mahomes. I do. And listen, will they prove me wrong in the playoffs? It would have surprised me because it's Mahomes. But, but Ben, we got to keep it real on this podcast. Their offense is not amazing with Nagy. Because with the enemy, they were amazing. Um, So, Ben, what do you got to say to Chiefs fans and – Mr. Watson, we love you, but the Broncos season is most likely over. It's been over. Uh, it's 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 not most likely over. It is over. Um, John, um, just start watching basketball already, mm. because we love you on this show, and we don't want to see you have to go through you know heartbreak after heartbreak every week watching your Broncos play. Uh, you know, I don't want to have to see you as a fan watch your team possibly lose 13, 14 games this year uh, because it looks like it's going to happen. Uh, it looks like you guys paid all that money for Sean Payton, gave up all that draft capital for Sean Payton, and uh, he did nothing. The team looks the exact same as they did last year. Um, but, yeah, free Jerry Judy. Uh, free Jerry Judy. Also, Jerry Judy, um, you know, if you're going to talk shit to Steve Smith, uh, expect Steve Smith to keep it real because that's what Steve Smith does. He's going to tell you exactly how it is. And Jerry, if you don't like what Steve has to tell you, then shut him up through your work. Then shut him up through your actions. He even told you that. He doesn't care what you have to say back to him. Shut him up through your actions. And you didn't do it. You played like absolute dog shit. You were a former first. You're a former first round pick, Jerry. You're from Alabama, Jerry. Show people 
how fucking good you are. Stop being this fucking scrub like yeah. Steve Smith said you are. Because yeah. I, I can't I can't defend you and say that, no, Jerry's a great wide receiver. He's a great one. Because you haven't shown me anything to call you great. But you have so much talent. You're a great route runner. You know, you have tremendous speed. Your biggest issue so far this year, which is which is baffling, is your hands. You're dropping so many passes. It's disgraceful. Like, you never did this at Alabama. So no. stop doing it at the NFL level. Stop dropping all these fucking passes. Um, but free Jerry Judy, free Justin Simmons, free Patrick Sertain, free Nick, uh, free Nick Benito, like – they have so many good players that deserve to be on a better team. Uh, this Broncos team's been a massive disappointment. And for the Chiefs, man, um, you know, Rasheed Rice has been pretty good this year for a rookie. He's been pretty yeah. darn good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, outside of Rasheed and Travis Kelsey, they're terrible at that position. They have no one else that they can rely on. Nope. You know, and Travis Travis got banged up two weeks ago. Yeah. So now Travis Kelsey is playing hurt. Um, Isaiah Pacheco, thankfully, is starting to come alive a little bit again, uh, just yeah. like he was towards the end of last season and especially in the playoffs. You know, he, he played a pivotal role in, in that Super Bowl win for them. Uh-huh. Um, you know, so they, they at least got that going for them. Uh, their defense has been a lot better than I think uh, we all expected them to be. Uh, uh-huh. They're, you know, we all knew that they were very young, and we thought they would have a ton of issues. But, you know, their defense is showing up when it matters most. So, congrats to the Chiefs for their victory. But they definitely don't look like the team they they were when they when Eric Bieniemy was offensive coordinator. So, that tells me that Eric Bieniemy did a lot more for the chief the Chiefs than than people think they did. Yes, they did. Yes, he did. But hey, Chiefs fans. Told me they didn't, they didn't, they ain't gonna miss them. Oh, hey, and and, and Lashawn McCoy, you can go and die somewhere. Like no one's gonna miss you either. All that shit you talked about, all that shit you talked about, Eric being to me, bro. That's why he benched your ass in the fucking playoffs. Like go take your scrub ass somewhere else. Like Lashawn McCoy, Lashawn McCoy. People only know you for your like five, six good years in Philly. After that, you were nothing. Once you left Philly, Lashawn, you were a nobody. So stop acting like you're some fucking Hall of Fame running back. Exactly. Oh, I hate these athletes, man. They always talk shit, but it is it is what it is. All right, but we'll quit, man. And, and, and how are, how are you going to be a black man hating on another black man? That shit's crazy. Exactly. Exactly. Um, before we move on, Ben, just remember, just remember this. This is kind of crazy. So this right after week six, right, uh, one to ten. This is the NFL draft order as of right now. The Bears are number one. Two are the Bears. Well, they have the Carolina Bears. That's why. So number one, the Bears. Two Bears. Three Broncos. Four Cardinals. We're not surprised with that. But five, the Giants. Very surprised. Well, not, not surprising. Six, the Patriots. Seven, the Vikings. Eight, the Titans. Nine, the Packers. And ten, the Chargers. Any surprise there, Ben? Any surprise so far? Uh, no, no, no real surprises. Um, but I will say this. Carolina Panthers. I oh. hate your fucking guts. I hate mm. I hate you. You knew you knew once you made that trade that you were going to be hot garbage. You knew you were going to be hot garbage the next year. You knew damn well that just drafting Bryce Young was not going to be enough. And you still did it. And then you traded away his number one receiver. 
and DJ Moore. Thank God. And thank God Adam Thielen's having the season he has to at least give Bryce somewhat of a target to throw to. Uh, but my God, Carolina, did you fuck up Bryce Young in his first two years of the draft? Not like not only did you not have a second round pick last year to possibly get somebody, but now you don't have a first round pick this year, and you're the worst team in football. You're yeah. worse than the Bears themselves. Yeah. You are clearest day the worst team in football, and you don't even have the number one pick. You could have had the number one pick and got and gotten Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. to go with a with possibly C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson. Like Anthony Richardson could have been your quarterback and you could have given him Marvin Harrison and then you could have drafted someone else in the second round last year. But instead you draft, you traded up, you gave up way too much and you guys are the worst team in football and you're not even going to be able to capitalize on it because you're (laughs) such a dumb franchise. Man, I need the amen, man. You gotta get the amen because well, we're talking about the Panthers at this point right now because uh, we're not surprised that they got beat by Miami because obviously Miami's a better team. But Ben, you're preaching because you know what's crazy? Shout out to Andrew because I do agree with him. Bryce Young, it could be a top twelve quarterback. I think he could. I think he can. We know he's talented, Ben. But you know the Twitter people would be like, "Oh, he sucks." Well, no shit, he sucks on a bad team. No, let me ask you this. Are you are we that surprised that Trevor Lawrence was so bad in first year with Jacksonville because Jacksonville was the number one pick? Were, were you surprised, Ben? No, because Jacksonville they had the same issue. They had no wide receivers. Uh, Trevor Lawrence's first year. Trevor Lawrence's first year, his best wide receiver was Marvin Jones. No disrespect yeah. to Marvin Jones. Yeah. I love Marvin Jones, but Marvin Jones is a slot receiver. Yep. Like he is best utilized as a as a second or third option, more as a third option, especially at his age. He was like 29, 30 years old in Trevor Lawrence's rookie year. Uh, you know, that was just a and, and then he had what Lavishka Chenault, who was average at best. Yeah. And he had he had what? Uh not DJ Chark. Yeah, he had DJ Chark, I think, as well. Yeah. And DJ Chark, DJ Chark was hurt his rookie year was yeah. hurt Trevor Lawrence's rookie year. So he had nobody. He had Marvin Jones, and that was it. Because um, tra- we all know Travis Etienne also got hurt uh, their rookie yep. year. Yep. Um, but, yeah, this this Miami Panthers game, I think we all knew who was going to win this game. Uh, you know, Bryce Young, you know, he looked good early in the game. You know, he had those two touchdowns. Good. Yep. Yeah, he had those two touchdowns in the first half. Uh, obviously, they were able to score again. Uh, on that pick six in the fourth quarter that when yep. uh, Mike that Mike White threw, um, yeah. but I told you I told you before this podcast, man. Um, you know I have said a lot of stuff about Adam Thielen throughout his uh-huh. career. Yes. You know I gave him a lot of shit when he was in Minnesota. You know I yes, called him overhyped. I called him, you know, not as good as people think he is. You know I, I said that he took advantage of having great receivers next to him. Uh-huh. And Adam, I want to formally apologize. Um, you've been doing everything you possibly could for for Bryce Young. So for that reason, uh, I do want to issue a statement of apology. You're a very good wide receiver. Um, you do a tremendous job at getting open. You have great hands. Um, and for you to do what you're doing as a number one receiver on a team that has no other weapons, uh, I, I – 
commend you, and I appreciate you for giving Bryce Young at least somebody to throw the ball to. I mean, Ben, where was their first round pick? Uh, you know, Akeem Aquanu. I mean, where was he at? Um, uh, oh, been- oh, and, and guess guess who's hurt again for the Panthers? Who? Miles fucking Sanders. Oh my goodness, my goodness, my fucking goodness. My motherfucker didn't play a single snap all game. And listen, Chubba I- Hubbard. And listen, somebody told me, which by the way, he's, I don't know what he's smoking, but I'm not going to mention no names, but as apparently somebody that I know, I'll tell you after the podcast, after the podcast, um, there's somebody that I know said, and it's kind of funny because they played the Panthers two games ago. Um, this guy was like, oh, I thought Panther receivers are way better than the Texan receivers. I don't know what he's talking. I don't know what he's been smoking, but it is what it is. Um, um, but Ben, um, you know, uh, uh First of all, uh, Ravens of Tennessee. Um, shout out to the Ravens. A great game to for uh, Flowers. Not surprised because Lamar and Flowers have been connecting all year. Shout out to that. Um, and, ten- and Ben, uh, shout out to um, Dennis Green because we know we, we because we know his famous saying is we we they are what we thought they were. Uh, and and we know what Tennessee is. Good D line and you know save. De- By the way, save Derrick Henry. I want Derrick Henry to be on a fucking good team that actually has a quarterback. And obviously, prayers for Tannehill. But Ben, we know what Tennessee is. We know what they are. And I feel bad for the GM. I like Ron Carthen. He came from San Francisco. But when they drafted Will Levis, we knew that was a problem. But anyways, they really have no, no, um, you know, savior at quarterback whatsoever. Uh, we know what Malik Willis is. But anyways, Ben, your thoughts? Shout out to the Ravens. Good win for them. And um, and what? By the way, rest were just so bad in general this this weekend because. I don't think, um, you know, Hamilton. I don't think he should have been flagged for that. I know Hamilton. Helmet, it is. I, I, I listen. I get that it's football, um, but it is. It is what it is. Um, but Ben, your thoughts about this game? And all I have to say is, save Derrick Henry. But go ahead. Yeah, save Derrick Henry for sure, please. Um, arguably one of the greatest running backs of our generation. Yes. It's not even close. It's not even close. Yep. Um, the Ravens. You know, they they won the game. Right. It wasn't pretty. You know, they, they committed nine turnovers for like 88 yep. yards. Right. Yep. Um, you know, they had a relatively difficult time running the ball, obviously, against the Tennessee's uh, front four. Uh, they uh-huh. have one of the better front fours in football, especially at tackling guys in the backfield. Uh-huh. Um, you know, but they, they did enough to win. And, that, and that's really all that matters. You just got to be able to do enough to win, uh, whether it looks ugly or not. Uh, a, a W is a W. Right. Uh, Mark Andrews, obviously Lamar's favorite target, you know, did everything that Mark Andrews does, showcase why he's, you know, one of the three best tight ends in the game, right? Zay Flowers, continuing to have a tre- yes, sir. Rookie, uh, continuing to have a tremendous rookie year. Uh, I believe he's the third leading receiver for all rookies, only behind um, Tank Dell and Puka Nakua. Uh, shout yep. out Zay Flowers for that. Um, you know, I think we said this last week, man. OBJ, dude, you got to be better. You got to be better yep. at finding ways to get open. Uh, yep. I understand you're older. I understand you've had two ACLs and an Achilles injury. I understand that completely. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you've lost a little bit of mobility when it comes to speed and agility and acceleration. But uh-huh. Odell, your IQ should, shouldn't be going away. You should still be able to find ways to, to get open and different holes that the, that the defense provides for you. Uh, same thing for Rashad Bateman. Uh, you're, you're way too quick, Rashad. Uh, 
uh, to not be able to separate from from the corners that are that are guarding you, and especially because you're taking on a lot of like second and third corners mm-hmm. uh, who who are trying to cover you. So Rashad Bateman and OBJ, if y'all if y'all really want the Ravens to win, y'all got to be better. Uh, mm-hmm. Over to, over to the Tennessee Titans, um, you know one one of the worst offensive lines in football. Um, you know, that's been one of the reasons why Derrick Henry has struggled at times this year. Exactly. Because he, he doesn't he doesn't have an offensive line that can operate him that can nope. offer holes for him to run through. Whatsoever, um, yeah. Derrick Derrick Henry can only bounce so many runs outside before teams figure it out. Um, but you know, Derek did everything he could this game, you know. Um, you know, he had over hundred total yards of offense, uh, even had um the only touchdown of the game offensively. Uh-huh. Um, he did everything he could. And, and I wish a team, uh, you know, like the Bills or something would have traded for him, like, mm-hmm. like rumors were speculating. But, um, you know, Tennessee is only going to go as far as Derrick Henry can take them, and especially yep. now with, Ryan, with Ryan Tannehill being out. And, you know, it's very unfortunate because – you know, teams are just going to game plan for Derrick Henry and Tajay Spears now. And, you know, until Tannehill comes back, even though neither one of us really like Tannehill, um, until Tannehill comes back, uh, this Tennessee Titans team is, is completely done for. Yep, and they're with top ten picks, so that's a, good, that's a good sign for Tennessee fans. All right, now. Um... <laughs> yeah, maybe they can draft another quarterback. Oh, I mean, hey, shit. I mean, the, third, the, third quarterback, the third quarterback in three years. Another white quarterback. Look at that, Drake May. Anyway, no, they go. don't need enough. They don't need another white quarterback. <laughs> you know how they already they already have they already have two white quarterbacks who are I mid know, as shit. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But it, but you know how Tennessee is. All right. Say, well, first of all, say to Texas and Ben. Oh Ben. Oh Ben. Well, first of all, it's becoming real and real every every week. Um, shout out to CJ Stroud, California native. Is a Laker fan. Shout out to you, CJ. Very proud of you, bro. And Ben, let's call it like it is. The Texans are pretty much the second best team in this division. And it's not even close, man, because of the quarterback play. And look what he's doing with these receivers. Shout out to this man, CJ Stroud. Ben, you were telling the people, you were preaching. Same with you with Kev. He's breaking the Ohio State curse. And the Saints, well, listen, they beat a bad Patriots team. We know what the Patriots are right now. And I thought the Saints team yeah, were better. The, because the, the, Patriots are, the Patriots are tanking. Oh yeah, well, uh, listen, Lucas literally called me yes yesterday. He wants Michael Fetish Jr. right away. Anyways, um, <laughs> ben, exactly, Ben Fair, your thoughts? And I'm, I'm, I want to cry right now because I'm happy for CJ, man. I really am, and I think he's in a great place with you know D'Amico Ryan. I'll shout out to D'Amico Ryan, but he went to school to Alabama, so shout out to that man. And ben, Alabama. Yes, sir. I might as well call this team the Houston Niners because they have every former Niner. They just signed Kerry <laughs> Hyder Jr. and they just signed Jason Verrett. So Ben, what do you got to say? It, say and Ben, I'm this, I'm gonna I'm making a bold statement right now. I don't care what people say. I think CJ Stroud is the best quarterback in the AFC South. I don't care what people say. I'm saying right now. And by the way, he's playing. Let's go. I, I would probably still give the Trevor Lawrence by a little okay. bit. Okay. Um, Maybe down the road, CJ surpasses him. Though I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna leave that out there. Though I, CJ, the way he's playing, he's having a better rookie year than Trevor did. I will say that. Yes, sir. Um, you know, and like I, like I said, maybe five years down the road, CJ is the better quarterback. You know, um, but man, dude, this Texans team, I couldn't be more proud of. Right? It's fun to watch. Um, it's fun to watch. Out outside of the Commanders, 
the Texans have been my favorite team to watch. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're an extremely young team on both sides of the football. They have a lot of talent, a lot of young talent all over the field. And, you know, a first-year head coach. And the, the way that D'Amico has gotten them to buy in on both sides of the football and, and be a team that, you know, plays with an edge, you know, doesn't ever give up, you know, doesn't ever, you know, think that they can't win a football game. You know, he, he has these guys really bought in that they are a great group and they are a great group. They, they have two running backs in Devin Singletary and Damian Pierce that can give you a headache. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, they, they have a ton of weapons at the wide receiver and tight end spot that, that can be a nightmare for you. And Nico and Dalton Schultz and Brevin Jordan and Robert Woods and Tank Dell and John Mechie. Like, it goes on and on and on. Um, you know, they have one of the better O-lines in football. You know, they're, yeah. they're, a new, they're a new group together, and that's why they've had, you know, maybe a little bit of issues here and there. But their offensive line is, is pretty much all under contract for at least three years. So that chemistry is only going to grow and get better. And they could be one of the better offensive lines, you know, in a very short time. Um, and, and I think some of that has played to CJ's ability um, to, to really shine above his peers, like Bryce and obviously Mayo Boy and Anthony Richardson. But CJ has hands down looked like the best quarterback out of Ohio oh, State ever. Um, you know, he, he has bro- broken all, all the stigma- stigmatisms that people had about him. Oh, he's not mobile. Oh, he, he's not strong enough. Oh, he doesn't read defenses. Oh, he has trouble with the playbook. None of that's been the case. You know, t- we're, what, six weeks into the season and he's only thrown two interceptions all year? Yep. Um, you know, I would love to see his touchdown uh, to, to have a little bit, a couple more passing touchdowns, but that's just going to come as the, season grow- as the season goes and he continues to build his chemistry with his targets. Um, defensively, they're a very young group. Mm-hmm. A lot, a, a lot of their veterans are first-year veterans with the team, mm-hmm. um, and man, have they done a phenomenal job! I mean, yes, they have. What a what? What's a better mentor for Jalen Petrie than Jimmy Ward, right? Uh huh. Um, you know, Henry Toa Toa and Christian Harris. I mean, those are two. Obviously, they're Alabama guys, but yes. those are two very good linebackers. You know, uh, Henry Toa Toa is like a fourth or fifth round pick. And I believe he leads. I believe he leads their team in tackles. Look at that. Um, you know, I was very skeptical of Henry Tolatoa coming out of Bama, and man, he's been one of he's been one of, if not one of their best defensive players. Yeah. Uh, Will Will Anderson. He he only has like one or two sacks on the season, but he's getting to the quarterback at a very high rate. Mm. Uh, I, I, I believe I believe he had like a win percentage um, over the defense this past week at like. 28 percent the only mm. person who the only person who got to the quarterback more than will anderson this week was miles garrett and so for will anderson to already be in company with like my, people like miles garrett that just shows you the upside that will anderson has Man, what will was anderson, Wait, but can I, can, I, can I ask you a question it's interesting because what was ad hutchinson this week keep going it's all good interesting i don't i don't know who that guy is never heard of him mm. uh but but yeah, what a tremendous job though uh, by Houston. Yeah. Uh, you know they they were playing a Saints team that had just gotten Derek Carr back. 
Yeah, you know, this is a, this is the Saints team that Alvin, you know, that has Alvin Kamara, who's been playing yep. very well since he came back from his suspension. Yep. You know, Michael Thomas has had a relatively good season. Chris Olave has had a very good season. Mm-hmm. You know, and they held and Houston's defense held them to 13 points. And uh, all you can really do is just give all the credit in the world to what Houston not only did this week, but what they've done through early into the season. Yes. Now your game, Ben. Shouts, shouts to Gibson, man. Shouts to Scary Terry. Um, ben, I'm just going to say this. I love Jody's team. I love their defense. Shout out to Arthur Smith. But my thing is, they just need a quarterback, man. And some Falcons fans told me, and Jody didn't say this, but some people say, oh, play Taylor on the team. What's the difference? What's the freaking difference? So, listen, man, I'm, I'm just going to say this, Ben. Now, I don't – listen, I love like no, Jones. You, 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 you definitely want to play Desmond over Heineke. Exactly, exactly. Was, by the way, I respect Andrew Jones. But he, he's not really high on this. Uh, he doesn't think the Falcons have, have depth of receivers. But I think I, I, I mean, I, I think they do. But it, it is what it is. Um, but Ben, I want to hear your thoughts. And I was watching it off as like last week, but that's not nor here nor there. But shout out to Eric Enemy was calling the, calling the plays this game, and hopefully he'll be coach next year, which I think he will be. Uh, because obviously, that's a magic. Because magic always tweets after the game. But go ahead, Matt, Ben. You got anything to say about your Commanders? Two Commander fans. Uh, I, I want to start with Atlanta first. Um, yes, you know Drake Drake London. What a game! Uh, yes, you know you were you were you were beating anybody and everybody that we threw on you. Whether it was Kendall Fuller, Benjamin St. Juice, you know yeah. Cam Curl, uh, Danny Johnson. Uh, uh-huh. You were just you were just he was just beating us. Um, so so shout out Drake London. Shout out this Falcons defense, man. Yes, um, you know I think a lot of people. Um, undervalued them i think a lot of people didn't really take into account that the guys that they brought in in the offseason yes. um you know all, all the veteran guys and especially up front i mean jesse bates has played tremendous calais campbell oh, yeah. bud dupree grady you know you know what i'm saying like jeff okuda yeah. uh drafting demarco helms and all that um you know I, I don't think people really gave those selections enough credit um, yes because all those guys I just mentioned have been a tremendous reason for why the Falcons defense is being so good. And, yes. And, and there was a time in this game where, you know, I didn't think we were going to win. Um, you know, they were stopping our run, uh, you know, really outside of Terry and the couple plays from Curtis Samuel, we couldn't really move the ball either. Right. Mm-hmm. Um and then defensively, a couple of times we were giving up a few big plays. Like I said, uh-huh. especially especially to Drake London, Bijan didn't really have too many yards, but the yards that he did have were pretty big, pretty big pickups. Uh-huh. Uh, so they they definitely had me worried, and we weren't really getting a ton of pressure on the quarterback, especially versus a Falcons O line that that's pretty good, but they're not the best. Right, Obviously right. they have a, they, they have a good right tackle. They have a very good center as well, but. Mm-hmm. You know, with, with our defensive front, I, I expected us to get after uh, Desmond Ritter a lot more. Um, when it comes to Desmond Ritter, um, you know, what a lot of people need to realize is, you know, the guy hasn't even played a full season of football yet. Yeah, right? that's true. That's very the, true. Yeah. The, guy, the guy has played like eight, nine games of NFL football. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so let's let him play a full season, right? Um, yep. he's, he's, he's obviously improved, right? Right. Throughout this year, uh, and, and from his time at Cincinnati, but 
most importantly, I, I understand we want him to throw the ball, right? We want Kyle yeah. Pitts to get involved. We want Drake London and Bijan and Matt Collins and, yeah. you know, all these other guys that they have to get involved. Yeah. But what people are forgetting is Desmond Ritter is not really that type of quarterback. You know, no. can he make, you know, a lot of passes on the football field? Of yes. course. Of course he can. But even his time in Cincinnati – they were a run-heavy team, too, at Cincinnati. Work. You know, Desmond ran the ball a lot himself. You know, he didn't really throw the ball more than 25 to 30 times a game. You know, they were a very run-heavy, so balanced-set like, offense. So what you're saying was they're exactly like the Falcons now, pretty much. Yeah, they play a very similar game to how the Falcons play. You, you know, they, they want the run game to set up everything. They want the run game to set up the passing game. And yeah. that's exactly what Arthur Smith is doing with the Falcons. So, yeah. you know, Desmond Ritter can only do what the coach tells him to do, right? Uh-huh. Um, obviously, we want to see him erase some of those mistakes. So you can't have three interceptions in a football game and expect to win. But uh-huh. – um, People, people need to relax on Desmond Ritter a little bit yeah. uh, and, and really just let him develop. I, I think he yeah. still has the opportunity to be a good quarterback. He's not going to be a great one. He's not going to be a great one. But he has the opportunity to be a good one. The fan base and other NFL fans just need to relax and allow him to, to develop. He's still a super young guy. And like I said, yep. he's, only eight, he's only eight or nine games into his NFL career. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, look at this, man. Seattle and the Bengals. People remember the media. Everybody was like, oh, should, should we panic about the Bengals? And look at that. They beat the Rams. They beat Seattle. Um, and they beat Arizona, well, as they should. As they should. So now they're bouncing back, man. I mean, shout out to the Bengals. Great win against Seattle. Uh, Gino Smith went back to earth, but that's okay. I mean, listen, it's the NFL. You just never know, right? But listen, I mean, hey, I think the Bengals for this game. So I'm proud of myself. But Bengals, uh, man, <laughs> What was your thoughts? And um, shout out to the Bengals, man. They're on the roll. Yeah, shout out to the Bengals. You know, they've definitely bounced back. Um, You know, Joe Burrow still isn't 100%, though. Uh, You know, he kind of – you know, he had a great game last week, and then he came back this week and regressed a little bit. Um, You know, Jamar Chase, he had a relatively good game outside Mm -hmm. of his matchups against Devin Witherspoon. Shout out Devin Witherspoon. Yes. Uh, he, he held Jamar Chase uh, catchless in, I think, the three or four uh, matchups that he was lined up against him in. So, shout out. I want to shout out him for that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm disappointed in the Seahawks, though, man. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of us expected them to be exactly how they were last year. You know, a much better football team. You know, really and, good especially offensively. Especially on offense, man. Especially on offense, yeah. Yeah, especially on offense, you know, with the addition of Jackson Smith and Jigba, you know, yeah. I think we all expected Tyler, DK, and Jackson to be the best three-headed duo in, yeah. in, all, the NFL, in all the NFL, and it hasn't yeah. been the case. Um, I can't even really blame Geno too much, uh, right. you know. Uh, I feel like I talk about offensive line a lot. But you know, there's only very few. There's very few teams in the NFL right now that actually have exceptional offensive lines. Um, and Seattle, just like Washington, just like Chicago, and a few other teams, One of them. just yep. and Carolina, the Panthers. We just don't have them. We just don't yep. have good old lines. Uh, and you know, it, it's forced Geno to maybe play a little bit faster at times than he's expected. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely forced him to you know have to move in out of the pocket. 
uh, at times to extend plays to allow his wide receivers to get open. But um, yeah, they, they've been a very they've been a bit disappointing. And then defensively, you know, I thought with the addition of Bobby Wagner, uh, they were going to be lights out. You know, they got mm-hmm. the Adams back. You know, I thought this defense was going to make a big jump from last year. You know, last year there was times where they looked phenomenal, right? Yeah. Uh, with with Tariq Woolen and Con, uh, Quandre Diggs and Jordan Brooks and all them, right? And then they add Bobby Wagner. You know, you get Jamal Adams back. You drafted Devin Witherspoon. Yeah. Um, and I thought they were going to be exceptional, and and it hasn't been the case this year. Um, you know, I expect them to maybe be able to turn things around and, and possibly still make a, a push for the playoffs and especially mm-hmm. with NFC with especially with the NFC being not necessarily the strongest especially right. in comparison to the AFC right um, but yeah good win by the Bengals um, you know they're, they're able to win games while, while Joe Burrow is you know still dealing with with his ankle injury and uh-huh. that's all that matters is, is being, able to, being able to put W's uh, up on your schedule Oh, yeah. Um, now, my game. Man, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not even mad. Shout out to Cleveland's defense, man. I love Jim Schwartz. Shout out to Andrew Barry because this man, Andrew Barry, was, was, came from Philly, you know, and this man hired Jim Schwartz as a D.C., and, and that was Cleveland's missing piece. And I love this defense, man, um, um, you know, Ben. And shout out to Miles Gary. He's having a great season so far. I'm not, I'm, ben, I'm not even mad. I mean, listen, I think Brock did his thing, man. He was horrible in the first half, but at the end of the day, he got them to field goal range. And the rookie kicker missed the field goal. It is what it is, man. I mean, I'm not even mad. I mean, CMC went out. By the way, he's okay right now, by the way. Um, I wouldn't play him this week. I think we could beat the Vikings without him anyway, anyways. Uh, because we know the Minnesota Vikings are frauds. Well, shout out to the Vikings for winning this week. Laugh out loud. Look at that, Ben. But God has helped me Well, this week. Look at that. No, but seriously, shout out to the Browns. And I'm just going to say this, Ben Fair. Now, shout out to our boy, Andrew Drell Jones. I mean, he's... His hot take was the Browns will win the AFC North, and they still have a chance. Um, you know, he's right about their defense. Um, and, ben, and Ben Fair. Um, Andrew Zarell Jones said on Monday's show, uh, he said the Browns have a deep receiving core. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Anyways. Um, yeah, okay. Oh. Anyways, I mean, I guess you can count Marcus Goodwin. Left out loud, but no, their, 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 their second best receiver this year, this week, was a running back. Yeah, their receiving mm. core is so good. Kareem oh, yeah. Hunt was their second leader receiver. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I mean, I thought we were going to win because, we, you know, uh, Lenore got a pick off and got, got a touchdown. I thought we were going to win right there. But, I mean, I think that Gibson fly was a bullshit. But it is what it is, man. I'm not going to be mad, Ben, because why should I be? It's one loss to a good def- defense team. People were like, oh, ha, 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 you lost, you lost to P.J. Walker. Well, guess what? It's the NFL. You, it's, you can get be in any given Sunday. Ask Ben. So, ben, <laughs> anyway, your thoughts. Fuck you. Uh, but no, you, you definitely can You definitely can lose any given Sunday for sure. Um, yeah. It wasn't the prettiest game by you guys by any means, right? You, you, you guys can't get anything going on the ground. Yeah. Um, Brock Purdy played his worst game of his NFL career. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, he, he looked, he, you know, he looked like uh, Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, especially yeah, compared yeah, to, to all his previous games. Yeah. Um, you know, I think a lot of it had to do, though. I mean, shout out the Browns defense. Uh, yes. But you, you gave some credit to Miles Garrett, and, and Miles Garrett deserves a lot of credit. Um, he he made Trent Richardson have the worst game of his entire career. Trent Williams. It's okay. Um, it's all right. It's all right. You took the running back. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, Trent, Trent Williams, arguably the greatest left tackle to ever play the game, right? Yes. He, you know, Miles Garrett, arguably one of the better DNs to ever play the game, right? Yes. And we knew it was going to be a great matchup, right, between those yeah. two. We knew Miles okay. was always going to line up in front of Trent, and he's he's going to take on the challenge. And he accepted the challenge, and he won the challenge. Like I said, he uh-huh. he absolutely destroyed Trent Williams. Uh, you know, he made things extremely difficult on Brock Purdy. Um, and, you know, you did lose to Philip Walker, you know, a former XFL quarterback. Uh, but there's a reason he's in the NFL, right? There's a reason the Browns yeah. gave him uh, his, like, third or fourth opportunity to be at the NFL level because yeah. Philip Walker does enough to, to win football games. He's a, you know, teams get Philip Walker because he's a game manager. PJ Walker and, is okay. Oh, good. <laughs> his his name is Philip Walker. PJ okay. is just short. His actual okay, name okay. is Philip. Okay. Uh, All right, Philip. <laughs> you know he, he's he's a game manager, and yeah. uh, but ultimately, what lost you you guys this game was your inability to stop the run. Yeah. Um, Jerome, Jerome Ford had a great game. Uh, Kareem Hunt had his best game back with the Browns. Uh, obviously, put up a touchdown as well. And that Gibson fight um, was stupid, by the way. Keep going. Yeah, and but um. I'm sure you guys bounce back for sure. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm oh, sure yeah. you guys will go hang. You guys will probably go hang 30 or 40 against Minnesota next week. Oh, yeah. And, that's easy. That's and, easy. And, be, and, be right, and be right back on track to, to oh, yeah. winning football. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll just say this about Cleveland real quick, Ben. I think there are for real. It, just, it all depends if the, what Deshaun you're getting, man. And Deshaun, I think Deshaun comes back this week for, for sure. And he's got to be Deshaun Watson, Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson. Because if he can become that, this team could be serious in the playoffs, man. Because with this defense and with this offense, if Deshaun, if, I'm just saying, man. I, I, I'm with Andrew in a way, but it, we'll, we'll see. Now, speaking of a game, right? If they, if they still, if they still had Nick Chubb, I, I would, I would be with you. Without Nick Chubb, they're they're not that good. They're not but as ben, good. But ben, like, ben, 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 with, with, ben, bro, without without Nick Chubb, they're just a defensive team. But Ben, Andrew said they have a deep deep receiver no. though. Go ahead. That's all right. No, I, I I don't I, I don't care. I, don't, <laughs> I, I I love Andrew. I love a lot of the stuff he Me says. Uh, but the Browns ain't ain't what he says the Browns are. <laughs> ben, ben, you don't I'm believe sorry. in Marcus Goodwin? Oh, we, we remember him on the Niners. Who? Who? <laughs> Marcus Goodwin. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Look at his last name. Goodwin. Hey, hey, Goodwin, hey, hey, hey. Next next game. Nice okay, all right, all right. Uh, I got you, I got you. Pacers, Raiders, Jacoby Myers, revenge game, not surprised. Prayers for Jimmy G. We know what – I hate to say it, man. Jimmy G always gets hurt. He's, it's, it's, a, it's a damn shame, but we know what he is, man. It, it is what it is. Prayers for him. It's I hate when I see injuries, man. But shout out to, um, you know, Jacoby Myers. Um, say Josh Jacobs, please. Um, ben, you got to get to your boy Mac Jones. Patriot Nation's done. And you know the Patriots season is done when Mac Jones got a safety. Your thoughts, man? Shout out to the Raiders. Good win. You know what's crazy, man? I, and I hate to say it. The Raiders might be the second best team in the AFC West. I mean, that's serious. I can't – well, we'll talk well, about the Chargers. They're, they're, they're definitely better than the Broncos. Oh, yeah. Well, no, 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 no shit. I, I'm with you with there. Um, <laughs> I'm with you with that. That's not, that's not saying much. Um, ben, what's your thoughts? And – Patriot Nation, you're you have a top ten pick, and my goodness gracious, on the Bill Belichick era, Lord have mercy. Ben, your thoughts, and you got to get to your boy Mac Jones, and you got to keep it real. Yeah, um, you know, going into the draft, I was super high on Mac. 
uh, super Those high on him. Um, and my only really area of concern for Mac has always just been his inability to to put, you know, real force and speed behind his throws. Yes, um, he's, he's never had great arm strength, right? Nope. Um, you know, he, he he throws the ball way too slow on short short to intermediate routes, and it allows you know DBs have so much time to break on the ball because Mac just can't put the velocity behind some of those throws. And then his deep ball, he has good ball placement, right? But yeah. sometimes he under he underthrows his receivers because he doesn't have the arm strength to get the ball to get the ball out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's it's really sad because he has so much potential. And you know, yeah, he, you know, people can say, well, who who's he had the ball? Who's he had the chance to throw to? And and that that is that could be a major case. Um, obviously. You know, the Patriots O-line isn't nearly what it was the entire time under Brady. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you, you would think that the defense would be able to, you know, win some of these games for them. But unfortunately, they're dealing with injuries at major positions, too. Yeah. You know, no Christian Gonzalez, who was lights nope. out for three weeks of the season. Uh-huh. You know, no, Math, no Matthew Judon right now, who's one of the best edge rushers in football. Uh-huh. Um, and it, it's very unfortunate, and it does look like Matt Jones will be getting replaced at the at the end of the year, especially yes. if the especially if the Patriots keep losing games the way they are. Though they're they're bound to have a possible top five pick, and the ability to land either Drake May or Michael Pennant or somebody. Um, <clears throat> for for the Raiders, man, um, you might as well have just had this be called the Patriots for the Patriots. I mean, Jimmy yes. G and, Bri- and Brian Hoyer played in Lord this game mercy. against their former team. Lord I mean, uh, I mean, how many games in, in the NFL world have you seen two former quarterbacks who are on the same team play against their former team? Not very uh, often. That was, that, yeah, not very often. That was kind of crazy to see. Uh, definitely free Josh Jacobs. Uh, oh, yeah. you know, he's, he's, been, he's been getting some rushing yards, I believe, these last two weeks now, but – yeah. Definitely still free, free Josh Jacobs. Uh, massive game for Michael Mayer. Uh, yes. His best game of, of his early career so far. Uh, he was a massive reason of why the Raiders were able to win this game. Uh-huh. Uh, J- Jacob, Jacoby Myers, great game against your former team. Uh, you, you definitely showed them that they made a big mistake of uh, oh, yeah. taking, of taking Ju- Juju Smith-Schuster over you. Um, but ultimately um, – Great job by the Raiders defense, man. Um, I was watching this game at the very end, and I was betting against Mac Jones's passing yards. Yeah. And um, when I saw that the Raiders got that safety, I knew the game was over and that my bet was going to hit. So I was extremely uh, pleased uh, for the Raiders to have gotten that safety right there at the end. Um, so, but I think the best throw for with Mac, by the way, was to Devontae Parker, one of the five. Right, but anyway, I'm sorry about that. Um, 
throw, um, the, the best throw uh, was to Mac was the, uh, Uh, it was that my dad was calling me for my burgers. I, I, I thought about them in my podcast. All right, anyway, I'm sorry about that. I know. Um, so, the, so the best throw was I said was Devontae Parker, obviously. And real quick, Ben, before before we end the show, but before we move to the next game, um, when you saw that Mac Jones safety, what was your really thoughts? Were you were you were you you know holding your head like what the hell? What are you doing, Mac? No, I, I told you I was I was betting against Mac Jones. Yeah. So. I was betting against his passing yards. Yeah. And so it was like I think the prop bet was like 205 and a half. Yeah. And so when he was when he was at 200 and you know it was like what third third down or fourth down or whatever. Yeah. And in, in his own end in his own end zone. When I saw the safety I was happy because I knew that meant the Raiders, you know, were able to extend the lead and they also got the ball back. Yeah, and I knew that that meant Matt Jones wasn't going to get the ball ball yeah. again and and be able and be able to you know overtake my prop bet. Yeah, uh, so it, it sucked to see obviously a former Bama player uh, perform bad, but at the same time I was able to win money off of it. So well, congrats, I, I couldn't complain too congrats much. On your, congrats on your money. There you go. Look at that. All right. Um, the Lions, Bucks, uh, and Lions fans, calm, calm the hell off. Calm the hell off. Um, because and here's the deal, Ben. I'm happy that the Lions are winning. <clears throat> And I'm happy that they have a good GM finally with Brad Holmes. Um, but listen, that, you know what's crazy, Ben? Lions fans, they weren't a fan of Jared Goff last year. And uh, all of a sudden, they, they're saying, well, Jared Goff is better than a better passer than Jalen Hurts. He's a, he's a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. Listen, Lions fans, I respect you. But I, you're you're insane. Ben, let's call it like it is. Well, first of all, shout out to the Lions for winning this game. That's number one. Number two, listen, are the Lions for real? Yes. Listen, Jared Goff. Has a good around team around him. That's all you gotta say, Lion fans. That's all you gotta say. First of all, shout out to Jim, Jim, um, um, you know, um, uh, the, the Bama receiver that they have, uh, Jamison Williams. Uh, you Jamo. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But Ben, Lion fans gotta come. Listen, I'm happy you guys are winning. But Ben, there, there's no way on God's green earth that they really think. And listen, of course they're thinking about their this way because they're winning, but. But listen, at the end of the day, they're beating. Listen, they're beating bad teams, but that's not their fault because that's on their schedule. But at the end of the day, um, you know, Jared Goff is playing well, but he just has a good around team with them. That's all they have to say, Ben. Listen, I'm happy for them. So why say why say Jared Goff better than Jalen Hurts? That's crazy. Uh, I mean, I, I, at the end of the day, I'll let people say whatever it is that they want to say. Everyone's entitled to and their own excited, opinion. And they're excited, of course, yeah. Um, but. I do want to give Jared Goff the credit where it is. Yes, he's, he's been, been playing, playing out. Of, he's been playing. Yeah, he's been playing out of his mind. Yeah. Um, I, I've always thought Jared got a little bit too much criticism. I mean, right. I think he's all. I think he's always been a, a fairly good quarterback. You know, I always. He's he's obviously since he came into the league been good enough to take a team to the Super Bowl, right? Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. Um, even even though the Rams had a great defense that year. Um, you know, Jared Goff was still making plays on, on, on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, obviously, he didn't do it in the Super Bowl, but, you know, he was in his second or third year in the NFL. Uh-huh. Like, what do you expect a quarterback that young to do in such exactly. a big moment, right? Um, 
But Jared Goff's a good quarterback, man. He's a very good quarterback. He gets a lot of shit for no reason. Uh, but there's also some things that Jared Goff does that some of the top-tier quarterbacks do, and, and, and it's okay. Every quarterback's different. There are going to be things that Mahomes can do that Jared Goff can't. There's going to be things maybe Goff can do that Mahomes can't. It, yep. it is what it is. Like Every player is different. Everyone has different traits. Everyone, Everyone's just different. Um, you know, and I, and I think Jared Goff gets a lot of help from that great offensive line, right? I mean, he gets a lot of time to throw the football. He gets a lot of those throws with no pressure in his face. And, and that's what every quarterback needs. You know, they need time to throw the ball. They, mm-hmm. Their receivers need time to be able to get open. Uh-huh. And, and Jared Goff's been blessed with a great offensive line. You know, he has a great running game this year. He has a lot of, a lot of really good targets like Amon Ra, J-Mo, Reynolds, Sam Laporta, um, even Craig Reynolds and all them. They're, they're very good at their job. And um, <clears throat> I think the most impressive thing about the Lions has been their defense. You know, they added a lot of great pieces in the offseason, both in free agency and in the draft. Uh, obviously, you know, they're without two or, two of their DBs that they, that they got this year. Uh, but they've still been able to play good football uh, regardless. Um, and in the words of Dan Campbell, I got five on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Dan Campbell. I love this team, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, and um, Lion fans, I'm, I'm just in general. I'm happy you guys are doing well. Um, there you go. All right. I'm, I'm very happy. I'm very happy for all for all of our Lion fans out there. You you guys really deserve this. Yes, especially having a finally a good GM finally, right, Brad Holmes. Now, um. Eagles and Jets. Now, you know what, man? Eagle fans are crazy, man. I mean, Lord, have, Lord, Lord, have mercy. Because I just saw a tweet just now, and my good buddy of mine that calls the radio day every, every day. He's, by the way, he goes by Mike for KOP. Uh, he tweeted after the game, Jalen Hurd is a fraud loser in your face, nerds. Look at that. Uh, what a fraud. What a fraud that fan is. Anyways, man, at the end of the day, shout out to the Jets defense. Shout out to Brees Hall. I'm happy that he's healthy. Um, the Jets, I'll just say this, man. If you look at the Jets' schedule, Ben, uh, I mean, I'm happy that I'm talking to you with this because they have a chance to make the playoffs. And, and if Aaron Rodgers can come back like he says he can. Um, Rodgers ain't coming. Roger, Rodgers ain't coming back, dog. I think he – I mean, this is my prediction. I think he comes – I think he will. If they make he's, the not, he's not he, He's not. coming back, bro. Okay, okay, okay. That's my, okay. No, right, no. Vince, Vince, listen to this. He tore his ACL, right? He tore his ACL, right? Yeah. No player, no player ever, ever has torn their ACL and come back in the same year. You think a 40-year-old quarterback is about to tear his ACL and come back? I mean, obviously, yeah, the answer will be that for that would be no. But with it, but it's so- it's it's Vince. It's never happened. It's not going to happen. He's not coming back. He's not coming back. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. But it's okay. never. It's bro. We've seen better athletes tear their ACL and not come back in the same. That's year. true. That's He's very not true. coming. He's that's not coming true. back. That's very true. That's very true. That's that's fair enough. Um. But Ben, what, what's your thoughts? Of course, you go. You know, the haters on Jalen Hurts is gonna get on Jalen this game because obviously he did he, play, he did play bad. Um. But I know he made some good throws that you know the receivers dropped the ball too. So at the end of the day, congrats to the Jets. Great win for them. Um, and yeah, man, great win. And um, I just got to give a shout out to Brees Hall, man. And shout out to the Jets defense because this Jets defense is fun to watch. And Jets fans, don't ever say fire Robert Sala because there's no better out coach mm-hmm. than him out, out, outside of in the NFL right now, except for the enemy. But 
I think he's going to be the coach for the Washington too. But anyways, Ben, what's your thoughts? And I love Salah's attitude. I really do. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> great, great game by the Jets, right? The, the yes. Jets did what the Jets did, and they won yes. the game on the defensive side of the football, right? Yeah. Um, you know, we all knew the Jets had a potential top 10, maybe even a top five defense in football, right? Yes. Um, you know, we knew offensively once Aaron Rodgers went down, they were going to struggle. And and they they even struggled against this game. You know, they couldn't get anything going on the run outside of the rushing touchdown they had. But that wasn't from – it's not like he ran that shit in from like 30 or 40 yards. Right, you right. Know, he ran that he, – he got that touchdown in the red zone. Um, you know, Zach Wilson, another game without throwing a touchdown, but at least he looked, uh, really good at moments, right? He, he was a lot more consistent. You know, yep. he, he found, he found both Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson, uh, on multiple occasions for, for really nice pickups and especially key first downs. Um, you know, the offensive line, you know, did a relatively good job of keeping Zach Wilson upright as well. Um, you know, the Jets played as perfect as they could and they had to play as perfect as they could um in order to win this game um you know they, they took advantage of the silly miscues of jalen hurts with those interceptions and, and yep. especially that last especially that last interception that sealed that the game bad. that was bad um it was it was very bad um but you know as a quarterback, you can't play great every single game. Like even yeah. Patrick Mahomes, even Patrick Mahomes this year has looked bad. Like even yeah. Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes even struggled against the Jets. They did, right? The Jet they only scored like seventeen against the Jets. So I mean, if we're if people are going to talk bad about Jalen Hurts, then let's talk bad about the other quarterbacks who mm-hmm. also played bad against the Jets. Let's they not. Let's not just name one guy, right? Like Ben, what about a, Josh quarter, a quarterback too? Josh Allen too. Yeah, so so I mean, like, let's give more credit to the Jets' defense for yes. playing great football against great quarterbacks. Like, yeah. let's not sit here and downplay the quarterbacks for just one bad performance. Like, the Eagles were five and zero going into this game for a reason, exactly. and Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts had something to do with that. Like, you can't take that away from Jalen. Uh, you know, did he have some miscues? Sure. Yeah. Every quarterback has miscues from time to time, especially when they play great teams. And the Jets are a great team defensively, and they made Jalen Hurts pay for every single mistake that he made. It is what it is. But we're not going to sit here and and make it seem like Jalen Hurts is the only quarterback who's ever played bad against the Jets this year because that's just not true. We literally just named Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, two quarterbacks better than Jalen Hurts, also played terrible against the Jets. So, like – People who want to criticize Jalen Hurts, they're most likely probably doing it because he's not the same skin tone as them. You know, Jalen Hurts is a black quarterback, and we know a lot of NFL fans are prejudiced against black quarterbacks. They want to see a white guy play quarterback. And it's one of the dumbest things in the world. Like, just because Jalen Hurts is a black man, he's not smart enough or capable enough to, to play the quarterback position. That's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. And exactly. people, literally, people literally have that mentality that black guys can only play defensive end, wide receiver, and running back, you know, exactly. or linebacker. You know, people believe that black guys, and especially back in the 80s when, like, Warren Moon and Randall Cunningham, when all of them were playing, they, and um, 
you know, they, they thought they were too dumb to play quarterback because they were black. And that's one of the most idiotic things. Your, your skin color does not determine on how smart you are. I, I know agree. plenty of white, I know plenty of white guys who are idiots. I know plenty of Asians and Hispanics and all different nationalities who have idiots. Like it is what it is. Everyone, every nationality, every religion, every single straight guy, gay guy, whatever, you're going to find some idiots, you know, throughout those different uh, communities. Exactly. But, to, to hate on someone based off the color of their skin and, and hold something against them based off the color of their skin and saying someone can't do something based off the color of the skin is one of the most idiotic things I've ever heard in my life. Exactly. I'm with you with that. Preach. Amen. Please, please, please. All right. Now, oh, my goodness gracious. I hate this Cowboys fan for a passion. Uh, he's, his, name is, his name is on Twitter, Justin Swag, for a reason. This man, you know what he said after the game, Ben? He's like, a 30-year-old quarterback, Dak Prescott, is still the best passer in the division. Interesting. Interesting. Congratulations for being Brandon Staley. Congratulations. And you know what's crazy, man? I know, listen, I love our boy Andrew. He's not really a fan of Justin Herbert. Um, and, I, and I get it. Um, you know, uh, it's – it's, and I'm just going to say this. I'm not really surprised that Herbert struggled because, of course, you're going to struggle with a fractured uh, finger. And uh, we've seen it time and time again, Ben. If we have a fractured finger, it's kind of hard to pass. I mean, it was obvious from that game because he missed Keenan especially, Allen. Especially, especially when it's on your throwing hand. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can, you can tell uh, it was affecting him because Kenny Allen was wide open and he missed him. So, listen, man. He missed him, uh, like, he missed him like twice wide open. He missed a couple oh, guys oh, wide yeah. open. Oh, yeah. And listen, shout out to our boy, Big Baby. It's, uh, for Charger fans, I mean, you know what's crazy, Ben? And I think Big Baby's right. He's got he's 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 on the money here, and it's obviously the Chargers are cursed. He agrees with that, but we're gonna remember Justin Herbert as he's a, he's a top uh, five or top ten quarterback, whatever one you whatever you want to say about the guy. He's just gonna be like what what Philip Rivers had in charge with Chargers, right? Very Chargers are very mm-hmm. talented. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, with no with no Super Bowl because I, it, it's sad it's sad to see this man because we know Herbert's talented, but. He's never going to win with the Chargers because they're just cursed, man. It, it is what it is. And Cowboy fans, calm the fuck down, okay? Congratulations, you bitter Brandon Staley team. You know, Dak, per- I mean, I mean, Ben, I mean, I mean, Brandon Staley was so, it's, he's so bad that Brandon Cook's got a touchdown. Which, by the way, congratulations, Brandon Cook. That was a great throw, Dak, but let's keep it real, Ben. The Cowboys are mid. They're only good because of Dan Quinn in that, in that defense. We know the Cowboys are fraudulent because of Mike McCarthy. Ben, what do you got to say? I think the only thing that was entertaining was that Charger fan on on in, in the um in, hmm. on the screen. That was funny. Yeah, that that Charger fan. She reminded me a lot of like Jamie, right? Yes, yes. Just like a super super energetic, really into the game. You know, uh, whether the team's playing well or whether the team's playing bad. Um, now that was that was really cool to see that fan. Uh, she, <laughs> she was, she was super intense. I, if I ever meet that girl in person out here in LA, uh, I'm definitely going to invite her to a game because she seems like a, a lot of fun to hang out with. And she's a season uh, ticket holder. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so yeah, I might, I might have to run into her, dude, because she, she was all like right, a lot of right. fun. Um, I, I love me a girl. I love me a girl who enjoys football the way she did. So, right. um, but on to, but on to the game. Uh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely Cowboys fans, y'all got to calm down a little bit, right? Um, you know, you won the game. Congratulations on that. Um, you know, CD, CD Lamb, you know, showed up in a big way. Um, yeah. Times it, At times, it seemed like he was unstoppable. Yeah. Um, CD, CD Lamb, though, comparing yourself to Jamar Chase, saying that you guys are Hell always no. open. 
you're you're not in the same conversation as Jamar Chase. Like, calm down with that, bro. Like, you're a good receiver. You're you're definitely a, a, a number one receiver, but you're not you're not in Jamar Chase's league. Uh, yeah. You're not you're not even you can't even sniff his Josh shot, bro. Um, Justin Herbert, though, man, you know this game was extremely close. Obviously, he has some miscues that we talked about due to uh, you know his finger injury on his throwing hand. Um, he almost won this game, right? You know, if, if it wasn't for that last pass of the game when he was trying to throw uh, that deep ball to Quentin Johnson, yeah, um, and you know the defender was able to get his hand on on Herbert's uh, throwing arm. Yeah. If, if that defender doesn't get there, that's a touchdown. Quentin Johnson yeah. had two or three steps on that DB, and there was no one else over top, and it would have been an easy score. And obviously the defender got his hand on Herbert's arm, and, and it affected yep. the throw a little bit, and, and that's why he underthrew the football. Um, if that play doesn't happen, then we're talking about this in a completely different way, and we're talking about the Chargers, have the Chargers won. Um I expected them to, to run the ball a lot better. Um, you know, the Cowboys defense I know has a really good front front line. They have yeah. a very good front. They have a very good front seven. You know, and they're, mm-hmm. they're pretty good at stopping the run. Mm-hmm. But I expected Austin Eckler to come out and and have a phenomenal performance, and it just was not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he I think he was definitely the the key piece for the Chargers if they wanted to win this football game and. Unfortunately, he just wasn't able to get anything going on the ground. Um, you know, he had a couple of nice catches um, that was opening some things up. Uh, you know, it would have been cool to see them maybe target him a little bit more in the passing game since he wasn't able to get really anything going on the ground. But it mm-hmm. is what it is. Um, you know, the, the Chargers, sadly, uh, you know, just seem to not be able to close out football games. And, you know, it, it's, it's been like that for, for quite some time for them. And, you know, it's very disheartening to see. Uh, I feel for their fan base. But, uh, yeah, Cowboys fans, um, you guys get excited over every little thing. And your team just turns around and disappoints you. So I can't wait to, to see the next game the Cowboys lose so I can I can watch their fan base cry. Of course, of course, of course. And they should have fired Staley when when he blew it to lead to the Jaguar. It is what it is, man. But remember, Ben, it was either they were either deciding Staley or Brian Dable. Imagine Dable was Herbert. It is what it is. All right. Oh, it would have been, it would have been great. It would have been great. It would have been a lot better. Oh, yeah. Um, by the way, week seven picks, by the way, um, real quick, Trevor Lawrence told reporters today that he's optimistic he will play Thursday night versus the Saints because, of course, we'll have a make decision. On Thursday, Lawrence is dealing with a knee sprain. Be, be, watch that. What? Be, be careful with that, ladies and gentlemen. Um, which, by the way, listen to Vince Sizes' uh, par, uh, parlays because I'm doing well with my picks. I mean, by the way, Ben, I'm, I'm my record right now. I'm being dead serious. My, uh, Josh would be tell me right well, my record. And I'm 69 and 25. Look at that, Ben. I'm doing well with my picks. Dang. Anyways, um, too too bad. Too bad you don't bet on games. I know. I know. Um, oh my goodness! I imagine. Um. Jaguars and Saints. If I'll say this: If Trevor Lawrence does not play, I'll got I got the Saints. Uh, if he do, if, if he does, I got the Jaguars. But Ben, who you got? And who who would you, are you betting any parlays for this game? Um. So no, I would not be betting any parlays in this game. Um. I think the Saints. If I was I was going to bet against for Chargers players, but Etienne's going up against a Saints team with a great uh, that stops the run. Um, yes. 
So maybe depending on what ETN's rushing yards are, maybe bet the under. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. If Trevor Lawrence doesn't play, uh, New Orleans should definitely be able to win this game. Yes. Um, Falcons and Bucks. Any parlays for this game? And Har- ah, shit, who do I believe? Baker or Falcons? I'm going, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm going with, uh, I've, been, I've been doing well, so I'm going Falcons over Bucks. What about you, Ben? In Tampa Bay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say the Falcons, man. Uh, I think it's going to be a defensive game. I don't have any player parlays, uh, but I would say to bet the under on whatever the the total points is for this game. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game by any means. Ben, here we go. Oh, my goodness gracious. I don't know who to trust here, but I got to go with this team. Raiders at Bears. It's going to look like Nathan Peterman versus Brian Hoyer. Lord have mercy. Um, Oh, God. uh, God help us. God help oh us. Oh, my God. You exactly. said Hoyer versus who? Nathan, exactly. Exactly. Oh I don't know who the hell that other back is. Hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm Nathan, sorry. Peterman, um, Nathan Peterman used to play for the Raiders a year or two ago. Yeah, he, 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 was, their, he, he was, was their backup. Remember remember Ben John Gooden loved him. Uh, anyways, uh, the other backup mm-hmm. uh, for the Bears, by the way, his name is Tyson Badgett. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Never uh, heard of him. You know what college you went to, Ben? Uh, uh, he went to Shepherd. Shepherd? There's a college Shepherd? <laughs> I thought the only Shepherd I know is German Shepherd. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or, you know, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's other Shepherd that I know it as. It's, 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 it involves God. But anyways, um, all right. Oh, <laughs> shut, shut up. I know you're talking about. <laughs> you probably know what I'm talking about. But anyways. I know you're talking um, about, yeah. Exactly. Raiders and Bear. Who do you believe, man? This is hard, tough. I'm serious. <laughs> Um, so once again, I would bet the total points under. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game, especially for the Bears. I'll, I'll be surprised if the Bears put any points on the board. Um, the Raiders, the Raiders with Brian Hoyer, I don't think they're going to put a lot of points on the board either. Uh, I think the Raiders come out victorious. Um, I would take, I would take Josh Jacobs rushing yards in this game, and maybe even Jacoby Myers uh, receiving yards. Okay, this is going to be easy take, for me. I, I, I would take the over for both of those. This should be easy for me. This time Washington should be playing this game. Browns at Colts. I'm going Browns. And are you betting any parlay? Are you betting your boy Amari Cooper? Um, If I were to do anything, it would be Amari Cooper uh, receiving yards over. Um, And then I would probably bet the under on either JT or Zach Moss rushing yards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Against that Brown, against that Browns uh, defense. You got Browns too. Uh, I have, yeah, I have the Browns. Ben, you better, you guys better shut this team up. I hope you guys score forty. It's gonna be in New York. Uh, obviously, you choose the Commanders. And you, I, I'm, I'm, you're probably doing parlays. You, I'm, with Scary Terry, right? I would not be surprised. <laughs> and you, and uh, it's gonna be in Evan. Yeah, so it's gonna be at, uh, I believe, uh, what's what's that stadium called? It was, um. Uh, the Giants Met Stadium. Life. Uh, Met uh, life. Thank you. Thank you. I, I keep forgetting about that stadium because it's it's a damn shame because we're um, yeah, we're yeah. stadium in football. Exactly. Um, are you betting any parlays for this game? I, mean, I think you should. Uh, any players? Um, so obviously, I got the Commanders winning. Uh, the Giants. The Giants have owned us, right? Daniel Jones has owned us ever since he came into the NFL. Um, I, for some reason, he plays like Joe Namath. When he, whenever he plays us, he's playing this uh, game. So I would, 
I don't know. If he is, if Daniel Jones is, I would take Daniel Jones passing yards. Okay. Um, I would take Saquon Barkley under for rushing yards. Yeah. And then I would do probably Scary Terry or Curtis Samuel over on receiving yards. That's okay. about it. Okay. I, w- I wouldn't. I wouldn't do Brian Robinson because the Giants. The Giants could give up a lot of yards, but they could also stop us from running the ball. So I, I, I would leave Brian Robinson. Uh, I would, I wouldn't touch Brian Robinson this week. I've said this right now. If the, if the, if, if Daniel Jones played this game and they beat the Commanders, Rivera better be fired. But that's not going to happen. All right. Um, good game by the way. Game of the week: Lions at Ravens. I'm going Ravens. Big test for the Lions, Ben. See if the Lions beat the Ravens. Yes, they are for real, and I'll be very scared. And, and, so, bet if you had to bet your money, I'm sure you can do some parlays in this game. And obviously, prayers for David Montgomery. I hope he uh, you know have a speedy recovery. And who do you got in this game? Lions or Ravens in Baltimore? Lions coming East Coast. So I have Ravens winning this game. Um, you know the Lions are losing David Montgomery. Yep. Um, Jameer Gibbs is questionable to play. He's still recovering from a hamstring injury. Yeah. So I think even if he does play, he might not be 100. percent yeah. Um, so I would take whoever the run- Lions running back is, whether it's Khalif Raymond or Jameer Gibbs, I would bet the under on rushing mm-hmm. yards. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I was to bet on the Ravens, I would probably bet the rushing yards under as well uh, for Gus Edwards or uh, Justice Hill. And okay. everything else, everything else I would leave the same. Obviously, obviously, we'll have both that Bills over Patriots. But are you betting on this game in New England? Bills, Patriots. Yes. Um, yeah, the, the Patriots are very good at stopping the run. Uh, so I don't expect James Cook or um, who's their other running back. Um, whoever their other running back is, I forget. Because uh, Damian Harris got hurt. So, yeah. Um, I don't expect the Bills to run the ball a lot, so I would definitely take um, Josh Allen uh, passing attempts over. Oh yeah, um, it's Latavius Murray. That's who the other guy is. Um, yeah, um, yeah, they're, they're not they're not going to run the ball. Oh yeah. Um, anyways, yes, yes. Um, Cardinals and Seattle. Seattle should win in Seattle. Who do you got here? I got Seattle um, for this game. This game could be a very tricky one. Um, depending on what Kenneth Walker's numbers are, I would maybe take the rushing yards over. I would probably definitely take a Kenneth Walker touchdown if it's available. Mm-hmm. Um, and then defensively, or for the Cardinals, I would if it's available, I would maybe. I mean, he's been pretty consistent this year, and he's been he's played some good turnover free football, but. I just have a feeling Dobbs is going to throw a pick in Seattle. So yep. if Dobbs pick, if a Dobbs interception is available, I would take I would take the over. Yep. Steelers at Rams going to be a Steeler home game. Uh, don't, don't be surprised; it would be all Steeler fans out there, and I would not be surprised. Of course, every Ram game is a home, a home game for their way team. So Ben, who do you got here? I got the Rams. I'm very confident, unless you got the upset. Will Mike Tomlin beat the Rams? It's possible. Anything's possible. I got the Rams. I, I okay. do have the Rams. Um, player props, I would take Najee Harris, rushing yards under. Yes. Um, and I would do an Aaron Puka. Donald. Puka. No, I would leave Puka alone. He's kind of he's kind of slowed down these last two yes. weeks with Cooper Cup. Yes. 
back. Yeah. Like he's not he's not getting like when when Cooper wasn't there, Puka was getting ten to twelve targets. Yeah. Puka's now Puka's now only getting like six to eight targets a game. He's getting yeah. a little bit less opportunities. Um, yeah. Maybe depending on what Puka's numbers look like, you could take the over on receptions yeah. or passing yards. I think his yeah. receptions is probably going to be at like three and a half or four and a half uh-huh. if it's three and a half i would take the over on that all day yeah um i would take like i said naji under rushing yards um i would do cam i would do uh kyron williams over on rushing yards i don't uh-huh. believe in the steelers front line um and i would do a i would do an aaron donald sack I think yeah, he gets. I, get, I think he gets one or two sacks on Kenny Pickett. Okay. Okay. Oh boy, Chargers Chiefs. It's, it's uh, man. I'm going Chiefs easily, but oh my goodness gracious, Ben, who, who do you got here? Obviously, it's in Kansas City, and um, any parlays for this one? I would probably do. I have Kansas City winning, just like you. Right. I would probably do Herbert and Mahomes passing attempts yeah. or passing yards. I, okay. I think it's going to be a pass-heavy game. So I think the passing attempts for both Herbert and Mahomes is, is a safe bet. All right. Um, oh, my God. Man. Also, also maybe yeah. maybe Isaiah Pacheco uh, rushing and receiving yards if it's available. Man, why is this a 40-25 game? Packers at Denver, Jordan Love versus Russell Wilson. God, God help us. Um, uh, it's a bunch of ass. A bunch of ass. I know. You know what's crazy? Oh, my God. I don't trust either team, but you know what? I'm going Packers. Fuck it. It's in Denver. What do you got? I probably have Packers as well. They have a better defense. Yeah. Um, They do give up some of the most rushing yards in the game, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I would probably look for a Jameis – for a, uh, what's their running back's name? Uh, uh, A.J. Dillon or what's his name? Uh, Aaron Jones? No, Denver's. Oh, Broncos. Okay, I got you. I'm sorry. I got you right here. Broncos. Depth chart. Got you right here. It's his name. I got right here. Um, uh, I'm sorry. That's the that's the Browns. My bad. I'm sorry. Um, my goodness. Um, it's right here. Okay. Um, his name is okay. Javante Williams. Him. Yeah, Javante. I would take Javante Williams rushing yards. Like I said, the yeah. Packers have a terrible run defense. Yeah. Um, and uh, maybe, maybe so. Jamison Williams or Javante Williams rushing yards over, and I would even do a Russell Wilson interception. I think oh my he throws goodness. an inter- I think he throws an interception to Jair Alexander. Okay. Okay. All right. Um. Ben, here we go. Two Bama guys against each other in Philadelphia. And Dylan Ramsey might make his debut. And Julio Jones will make his debut for the Eagles as well. I got Philadelphia. I think they can attack the Miami secondary. I'm at Miami's defense. That's my opinion. Of course, every Jalen Hurts hater is going to go for Miami Dolphins. I'm not, I'm not really surprised. But, Ben, any parties for this game? And what do you got? I'm pretty sure you got the better team, Philadelphia. Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, you know, Bama versus Bama. You know, these these two quarterbacks replaced one another, you know, uh, at the college football level. You know, obviously, two replaced Jalen Hurts to win a natty. And then 
obviously the following season, uh, obviously when Tua got hurt, Jalen Hurts then replaced Tua. Um, so these guys have a lot of history together, right? Um, I, I love both of these guys to death. I appreciate everything they, they ever did at Alabama. Um, this is a tough game, man, because, you know, what Miami team are we going to see? Are we going to see the Miami team that can put up 40? Or are we going to see the Miami team, you know, that only put up, what, 21 against the uh, Buffalo, right? I'll just, I'll just um, bet. Be careful, be careful with this pick. I'll just say this right now. Lane Johnson has his sprained ankle. He's going to play through it. I don't know how he's brave to do it. And um, and Rams is going to make his debut possibly. So it's a, it's a hard thing to bet. Um, it's it's really who it's often do you believe in Philadelphia yeah. or do you believe in Miami? I believe in Miami's more. Just because I like their weapons a little bit more. Uh, I love speed. Speed speed is something that's uncoachable unteachable yes. you either have it or you don't um but i like the eagles defense way more and i'm, I'm a defensive-minded person um for every single sport mm-hmm. so I, I gotta give the i gotta give the edge to the eagles um when it comes to prop bets i would stay away from this game okay so you think Devontae smith is gonna get to ramsey in this game if he plays I- I don't think Ramsey plays Devonta Smith. I think Ramsey plays AJ Brown. Okay. How do you, do you how do you think uh Devo, how do you think uh AJ Brown does against Ramsey? Uh, he should do better with the with Ramsey coming I mean, back, right? So. It, it, it all it all depends. You know, Ramsey yeah. could play at his Hall of Fame level or Ramsey could play like a guy who just came back from injury. You you, you exactly. don't know. That's a good point. That's so a good you, point. You just don't know. Like Jalen Ramsey could play like the top five corner that he is, or he could still be, you know, hindering with that injury a little. And by bit. the way, so, Miami, make a statement in this game because if you win this game, the media will. Yeah, if, if they if if they win this game, they should be the automatic favorite for the Super Bowl. I'm with you with that, but 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 people will be like, oh, 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 yeah, Ben, because they'll be, they'll be like. Well, Tua does good in the regular season, but doesn't do good in the playoffs. It is what it is. All right. He's, um, he, we've never seen him in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. All right. He didn't Niners. He didn't even play in their playoff game last year. Exactly. I don't know why people like to be jerks. All right. Niners, Mike, he's obviously Niners will win this game. Uh, I think they'll score 30. I don't, I don't think – I don't really think they need CFC. I would rest CMC one more one more week and go – and, you know, we, our game's a Monday night game, and that's perfect for CMC. And, it, and next week we'll play the Bengals at home. So I would rest CMC for this week. I, I, I'm serious, Ben. I think they can beat this team without without um, CMC. So, um, Ben, any parlays for this game? And I would not be surprised if you if you say Debo or Ayuk or or I'm very confident this team is going to score 30. I guess it's by defense. Very comfortable saying that. Yeah. So I would do a Nick Bosa sack against okay. his Vikings O line. Yes. Um, I don't know who your running back's going to be. If it's Elijah Mitchell, I think it's going to be the other guy. Jordan Mason. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's going to be Mason who gets the start. But if Elijah gets a good amount of the carries, I would maybe take Elijah Mitchell rushing yards. Yeah. I, obviously, we, we know Elijah can, can run for 100 yards. He's already done it a couple times early in his NFL career. Mm-hmm. Um but the the one that I would take the most, I would do. They're not the Vikings aren't going to be able to run the ball on you guys. So I would do Kirk Cousins passing attempts over, mm-hmm. and I would I would take George Kittle 
receiving yards over. Um, you know, I think he's going to bounce back from last week. He was awful last week. Yeah. And the Viking the Vikings don't have just don't have the linebackers that to cover uh, George Kittle. They're not fast enough or strong enough. And the Vikings are frauds, and we know how they are. All right, now yeah. So so George so George Kittle so George Kittle passing yards over. Nick Bosa sack, and Kirk Cousins passing attempts over. All right. Um. So that's 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 really it for week six, seven, five, and and the forty and forty niners to cover the spread. Yes. Yes. This is the week seven picks and week six uh, recap. And Ben Fair, tell everybody social media. And also, um, you got something for the audience. For you're writing an article about Anthony Richardson, right, Ben? Yes, I am writing an article on Anthony Richardson. I'm almost done with it. Uh, I, I wrote it last night. Um, I'll, I'll send it to you uh, later today to, to just read over it before I yes. post it. But, yes, yes, I did write an article about Anthony Richardson. Um, I just wanted to cover uh, a little bit of his game early er, early into his career. Obviously, we talked about it earlier. He's yep. – uh, possibly going to be out for the remainder of the season. You know, they initially yep. said six to eight weeks, but then obviously the other day they said it's leaning more towards it could just be towards the end of the year. Uh, and I, I address uh, some of my uh, my uh, issues with him sitting out as, as long as some, uh, some positives to, to what sitting out could really do. Uh, for Anthony Richardson. So, so be on the lookout for that. It should be posted on LinkedIn no later than Thursday. Um, but you can also follow me over on Twitter and Instagram at the sports veteran. Uh, that's the sports veteran V E T R A N. Um, if you follow me, I'll more than likely follow you back. Uh, so please go over there and help me grow my social medias. But, um, I love doing this every Tuesday with course, you, Vince. Course, uh, I love talking. I love talking football with you, and I'm excited to continue doing this for the rest of the season. Of course, it's gonna be fun. Of course, of course. you guys can follow me at Respectable Vink. Obviously, my other account is Vince V I N C E S A I Z A twenty four. I'll definitely repost your article, Ben, on Twitter as well. Shout out to your articles, Ben. You do a great job with that. And Ben, this podcast was great, man. I mean, we, uh, this, I'm, I'm going to as well call this podcast a movie podcast because we, we always went to, uh, to almost two hours. Look at that, man. We were honestly, <laughs> man, we're way better than any movie. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I just slap myself. But anyway, Ben Fair, um, God bless you. Have a great week. I'll see uh, you for next week, week seven recap and week eight picks. God bless you. Peace out. And enjoy uh, week. it's it's only fair that the stuff we do is like a movie. I mean, I only do that shit for a living, right? <laughs> oh shit! I mean, can we? Can we Ben, can we pass the movie Titanic? You never know. So we might. Well, one of these days. Uh, <laughs> one of these days. One of these days will be bigger than the Titanic for sure. So <laughs> keep 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 following us. Uh, help us get by the Titanic, and hopefully we don't hit an iceberg on the way. I'm, well, I'd rather I'd rather hit a small iceberg. But anyway, anyways, um, I don't want to hit a, any iceberg. <laughs> yeah, oh. That shit's cold as hell. I uh, know. You go. You go. You gonna be. You're the person that's just like Rose. You're gonna steal the door from everybody. <laughs> you're very the funny. door is too small. It's only big enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But hey, God bless you, man. God have a good week, and uh, hope your team wins. And I'm sure you guys will. And uh, good luck to Bama. Good luck to the Commanders. And good luck to them. Uh, well, we don't play until Monday, so I'm good. So I'm gonna enjoy my weekend. And and uh, Ben, we're in the off season. We're in Cancun. Real quick before we go. 
Ben, do you think the Liberty are going to come back? Because apparently some some Aces players are hurt now. I, 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 you probably, you saw, you yeah. probably saw my – what do you think, Ben? Are the, are the Liberty coming back because of those injuries maybe? There's a good chance that they could come back for sure. You know, the Liberty are obviously a great team. Right. I think we all I think we all expected the Liberty and the Aces to be here in this position after the acquisition moves they both made in the offseason. Right. Um, but I think the Aces, you know, they've they've already been here multiple times, you know, right. and they've already they've already won it. Um, I think losing Chelsea, uh, yeah. shout out Duke. She's a Duke legend. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think losing Chelsea is gonna hurt them a, a bit. But I think it's only going to make Kelsey Plum and uh, Asia Wilson uh, step up even more, and especially Asia. Asia's, you know, playing at the trajectory of winning uh, yet another Finals MVP. You think Aces win Game Four, or do you think you think Liberty wins Game Four? I, I, uh, where, the, where's the game at in New York? It's going to be in New York. Yes. Um. Yeah, I think New York wins game four, and then oh. game five, uh, I think the Aces win back in Vegas. Okay, all right, all right. I'm just asking because with his injuries, man, because, never, because with his injuries. Yeah, injuries injuries, injuries are, are a big thing, you know, regardless of the season, but they're, they're even more detrimental when it comes to the, when they come in the finals. That's very true, very true. Shout, shout out to both teams. Right. We'll I mean, Heat, Heat, fans, Heat fans still yell at us Lakers fans for the 2020 bubble, like even though we couldn't control those injuries. They just exactly. Happen. They told me they told me they had a chance. We 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 we, we would have won it with Goran Dragic and didn't get hurt or you know Bam. But it is what it is. Um, all right, man. God bless you. Enjoy your week. And Orioles, Dodgers, please improve in the offseason. Okay, Dodgers. I, I just saw I just saw Andrew Freeman's press conference. Go get Otani and we'll be we'll be good. All right, Ben Fair. God bless you. Otani Otani said Otani already came out and said that he wouldn't mind playing in Baltimore. He loves Cannon okay, City. I, I he loves Cannon Yards. I heard he likes the Dodger dogs, and also he likes the Dodgers mascot. I heard dogs. he's a, he's a, he's he's allergic to hot dogs. All right, you're very funny, Ben. But anyways, God bless you. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. Peace. All right, peace.